Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Forever. Dog. the truth hello everybody welcome back to another installment of the best show here on a fantastic february night in 2024 how y'all doing tonight boy oh boy do we have a great show for you tonight i went to the sphere and i'm gonna tell you all about it in las vegas saw you too saw the whole thing get ready for that We've got an exciting Best Show announcement coming up in the show. Get ready for that. And then we've got two amazing guests coming by, so get ready for that. Griffin Newman, our friend. He's going to be here. Perry Shell. He's going to be here. And maybe there'll be another surprise coming by. Who knows? You don't know. You don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? I know what's going to happen, because I am Tom, and I do the show every week. So everybody, let's just sit back, relax, and let's play the theme. Everybody, welcome back to the best show. Here we are on a Tuesday night in February. How are we all doing? Are we having fun tonight? Oh, Everybody. Yeah. Yes. 
Oh, we like to laugh here on the best show. How's everybody doing there tonight? Want to let you all know the phone number is 201-989-0012. First things first, we get that out of the way. Second thing, speaking of getting out of the way, is this coffee I'm getting out of the way. It's untoward, and we're not sponsored by Coffee Bean, so get that out of the way. Speaking of beans, I found these in the street. Extreme Sports Beans. Quick energy for sports performance. Carbs, electrolytes. Guess we're going to try some sports beans. See if this uh, gets us over the hump tonight, huh? Right? Sports beans! No, I'm kidding. I'm fine. Sports beans. We just heard the band being dead from their amazing album, When Horses Would Run. We heard the title track from that amazing album came out last year. Can't get enough of it. Best show is where you get all the good music, all the stuff you hear that you didn't know. You get it from me and uh, us, and then you go and tell your friends about it. And then you're the coolest person at the p- pajama party because you knew all about the good stuff. And you get an extra slice of pizza at the pajama party. How are we doing tonight? Let's figure out what we got to do here. We got Griffin Newman coming by later. We got Perry Shaw's going to come by. All sorts of amazing hijinks and madness for the show. We've got somebody special going to swing by and say hello. That I ain't even going to tell you who that is. Ain't even going to tell you who it is. And I want to tell you all about the sphere in a little bit. I saw you two at the sphere. It was very exciting. In a good way, in a bad way, keep listening. You're going to find out. Are you intrigued? Are you intrigued? Oh, 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 we also have something else exciting. Are you intrigued? Pat Byrne. Yes. Look at that fast, like lightning itself. He's back. Are you intrigued? AP Mike. I am. Okay. Very good. Very good. How about you, Jason Dudio Gore? What's going on? Uh, when didn't ask what's going on. I asked if you were intrigued. Oh, yeah, I'm intrigued. I don't even know. He doesn't even know. I know nothing anymore, guys. No one knows. Not a thing. No one knows what's going on tonight. Here on the best show. Here on the best show. And it says, I'm not at the sphere. I just want to make a mention. Or am I? Maybe I am. Maybe this is set up to be a construct to look like I'm here, right? What the F was that? (laughs) What? Oh my God! Uh-huh. A freaking whale just went by. So my uh, we look. We got. 
Pat, we got Mike, we got Jason, you got me. You add that up, and you know what you get? One plus one plus one plus one equals... Hold on. What does it equal? I deleted it. That's why I can't play it. In a fit of rage, I deleted the theme. One plus one plus one plus one gets us... The Four Horsemen. That's right. Well, when the good Lord made his mind up, he said, this mic needs more men. Four men. Horsemen. And that was it. Here come the horsemen. Four horsemen. Oh, yeah. Here comes the horsemen. Yeah, here come the horsemen indeed. Four horsemen. Four horsemen. There Talking it is. About Talking about things you want to know. You did you want to know about? Yeah, that's how it goes with the four horsemen. Wes from the chat brings up a good point. Did at any point did Bono say, "We're gonna sing a song of freedom," and then he sings the four horsemen theme song? Um, that did not happen. Oh, it was only fifty nine seconds. He could have fit it in. Yeah, I don't know if there was room for that show for the entire Four Horsemen theme. <laughs> I want to play part of a song. We don't have all night. This one's a little long. It's the Four Horsemen theme. No, he didn't. No mention of the Four Horsemen. I was very jealous to see all the pictures. Oh, well, well, look, we're not. I, I, thank you, thank you. Look, you could go buy a ticket Killed to me. it too. You could buy a ticket. They're selling tickets for I all. I don't of have us. a job, Tom. I'm not. You think I tickets. do? <laughs> go. I'll, I'll rush right out. I've been on strike. <laughs> You're still on strike. Wait, it's not over. Wait, it's yeah. over. Yeah. What? I can go back to work. <laughs> no. Look. We came up with something pretty spectacular last week on the show. Me and the three, Pat, Jason, and Mike, and the listeners, and Brian, the pianist who was in studio. He was so good. He was so good. He was great. Um, We all worked together to come up with the new Billy Joel song, Turn the Lights Back On. And from what I'm hearing, and then I want to bring in, he ain't one of the four horsemen. He's better than that. Andrew. I don't like that at all. Well, get ready for this. Andrew. This is what Andrew did. Well, this is why you might not like it, Jason. Because Andrew one-upped all the horsemen. Andrew went. Well, tell us what you did, Andrew. Um, well, this, I, uh, you know, fortunately Brian laid down a pretty killer piano track. Uh, so I took it upon myself to, uh, sing the song as best I could in the style of Billy Joel and, uh, recorded that. And then I decided to feed that to an AI to make it sound more like Billy Joel and mixed the thing and put it together and, uh, Sent it off to Brett Boehm, who put the uh, put a nice little video together, which we actually have if, if we uh, want to 
take a look real quick. So what Andrew did is we recorded the song last week on air, the piano part. We did a temp vocal thing. It was, it did the trick in terms of showing what the song could be. Then Andrew goes, he makes this whole thing. He turns it into an epic, turns it into Billy Joel. And it sounds something like this. song by billy joel he's back except that was us uh-huh. Uh-huh. how's that sound mike when you hear that i was uh, I, it's great i mean uh and i was telling andrew before the show that the timing was perfect because mm-hmm. we actually beat billy 
Billy's real song. Yeah, by like a day. <laughs> oh God, we we screwed up their SEO left and right. Billy's came out on on Thursday. And then the, fa- the fans were mad. Yeah. So let's. So so are, are there comments? <laughs> did, did somebody pulled some comments. I was told. <laughs> Yeah, give us one sec. We'll bring those uh-huh. up for you. So angry. Some of the best because it got posted. This clip got posted on YouTube saying, "Hey, here's a new Billy Joel song," and people were very mad at that. <laughs> Should we do the other thing first <laughs> before the comments? Yeah, that would be good for us to do that. First. We find out today that a Houston news station. Oh no. Why don't we just play it? Just let's play it. I haven't seen this yet. I was waiting to see it Uh on the show. Mike, get ready. I'm with you on this one, too. Is this really going to happen? Mike, get ready. (laughs) Oh, no. Billy released his first new song in 17 years. The Piano Man dropped his new song, Turned the Lights Back On, early this morning. So raise a glass. There goes the noon producer for Fox Houston. Since 2007, the six time Grammy Award winner is set to take the stage at the Grammy Awards on Sunday, and he's also heading out on tour. The tour date info can be found on his website, BillyJoel.com. They play the manager died clip! Uh, that oh. is the funniest thing I've ever been a part of, witnessed, wow. heard about. Yeah. The idea that we wrote this dumb thing. Yeah. Billy Joel took 17 years to write that song. <laughs> we took an hour. And then the news... Somebody accidentally reported that our song was the Uh, was the real thing. But ours is better than the real thing. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Light years. You too would say even better than the real thing. They would say that. Um, But Billy Joel, this song comes out. This news station clearly they told some kid uh, pull the clip for it. Because no one works at these places anymore. That's the other uh-huh. thing. No right. one works there. <laughs> no one. They fired yeah. everybody. So AI probably pulled it. AI pulled it, or a twenty-year-old kid pulled it who doesn't yeah. know Billy Joel. Yeah. <laughs> They're saying, "What is this? I want to hear the new Twenty One Pilots song. <laughs> I like Twenty One Pilots. This they <sighs> ran with that clip." And the reaction oh to that was what? People were saying, this is not Billy Joel. Oh, are that clips on YouTube too? Yeah. Oh, I got to see that. So, so here are some of the comments that people made about the song. Not, a, not Billy, but a fairly good imitation and decent piano playing. Nice little tribute to our favorite piano, man. That's one. That's a, that's a nice one. Billy has been my favorite since the mid-70s, and I think this is great. I like it better than the official version. Okay, now they get a little... I wasn't a Billy Joel fan until I heard this song. He finally got me. A comment from Michael Lisk. Our own, like, and then this, what does it say? It's terrible. This is not the new release. This is fake. This is not Billy Joel. 
people were just mad at this song. What else do we have? Let's uh, Billy still got it as moving as ever. And so that's not Billy Joel. You can't be this gullible. We really stirred the my new favorite song, Billy. You've done it again. This is not Billy's song. LOL. Nice try. Love Billy Joel. I've seen him in concert more than any other performer. Really loving the new song. Then the reply, this song is garbage, and it isn't even Billy Joel singing. His new song sounds nothing like this. And then a reply, it's definitely Billy. He says his own name in the song. <laughs> yeah, they were, uh, I love it. It's a surefire hit. Thank you. Although it's fake, I like it, and I think it's quite original. Pretty sure this is fake. Billy would never release this. There's a good song in there somewhere. Had the writer spent more time. Well, we spent an hour on it. <laughs> if we would have logged another 20 minutes, we could have we could have even made it better. It is 100 it 100% is. It sounds nothing like the the uh snippets. The person spelled snippets wrong. Snip bits. <laughs> um it's real. It's on the radio right now. Stop lying. This is not the real one. Uh, I have every one of Billy's albums. I don't think there's a a song on them I don't like. I'm not impressed with this, mostly because the writing sounds second rate and not up to his usual standards. Well, you might want to listen more closely to some of those Billy Joel albums if you think this one wasn't up to the usual standards. What about the the comment about uh, Billy wouldn't say somebody died in in a song? Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't he have a song? Only the good time. Billy would never say somebody died. He'd say they passed away. Can you go back to that previous one? So this guy writes, thank God this isn't it. I was about to chug the lemon pledge and jump. (laughs) Who knew Billy Joel had this amount of a hold over the people? (laughs) I know my Billy. Don't start rumors. I know my Billy. Then YouTube just said it's the real song and that they're leaving it up. A comment from? Jason Gore, <laughs> just just winding these people up. <laughs> this is not Billy Joel. Like these comments, people. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Here it is. All I need to see are the words. Billy would never say died in his <laughs> songs, especially not so casually. Tom, in, this has sixty five thousand views he, as of right now. Yeah. Well, we we're just getting started because Houston News has picked up on it. <laughs> The thing I now can't I can wait use for, that in the comments is proof that it's real. Yeah, this is huge. It's a breakout hit. Say he's played it at the at the Grammys. That you saw him play it at the Grammys. <laughs> Although, I, look, we did it. We did it. We got Houston and Houston news. Can I just see that Houston news story one more? Just the first, <laughs> just that moment when they tee it up. Oh yeah, and then. Billy Joel has released his first new song in 17 years. The Piano Man dropped his new song, Turn the Lights Back On, early this morning. So raise a glass. <laughs> it sounds like it's recorded in a phone booth. It's, it sounds so like Billy Joel. It's implying Billy Joel can't afford a microphone that's not like AI. Or they're just holding up a cell phone and he's in Miami. 
He's also heading out on tour. The yeah. tour date info can be found on his website, billyjoel.com. And I yeah. heard that the manager died. <laughs> well, that's not Billy. <laughs> well, we did it, Horseman. My God. That is, yeah. Take, take that, a bow. That, that tops uh, Bruno S. Mike. Giving me a shout out. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Bruno S. Comes gets the silver medal now. Billy gets the gold medal. <laughs> that was amazing. I want to know if Billy Joel hears this at any point. That to me is now the goal. <laughs> well, that was going to be my next question. I mean, sometimes they make people take stuff down, um, but you can't copyright a title of a no, song. No, no, no. Right? We have this thing. Look, well, first of all, ours yeah. went up first. We should have his taken down, yeah. if anything. <laughs> yeah. Ours went up first. Actually. <laughs> I'm serious about this. Can we do a File a copyright claim? strike against Billy Joel's song. I'm serious. Let's get it taken down. Let's get it taken down. Let's get Billy Joel's song taken down. Copyright violation. I'm not joking. Let's get it taken down. I want it off every streamer. Everything. I want it removed from existence because we beat him to the marketplace. Horseman, stand down and stand by. We'll do more with the Horseman later. Should we bring the our guest in? Would that be what we should do to keep things moving along? Yeah, or maybe calls. We'll bring it. I think we have a, a for time purpose. I'm going to read something and we can set the neck of the guest up while I read this thing. Here's a big announcement, everybody. We've been working on this for a long time. Basically, you know the Patreon has the patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you support the best show. Patreon.com slash the best show. We have ad-free versions of the episodes up there. We have video. We have bonus audio, bonus video. So much stuff for the $5 tier, the $10 tier. <clears throat> now, there are people they give at other tiers also, and we want to honor the people that have been very generous at the $25 tier, so we're going to take care of those people now, and I want to thank them for their support, people who've given more, 25 bucks a month, extremely generous, appreciate it, um, thank you for that support. So it's a $25 tier now. We're going to take care of people at that tier with something we're doing is the Best Show T-Shirt uh, Club. You know, you might say, what is the Best Show T-Shirt Club? Look, every three months, you're at the $25 tier. You're going to get a T-Shirt sent to you by one of our favorite artists. It's uh, Best Show related, top-of-line shirts, only for people. We're taking care of the people at that level. With that, we already have the first shirt underway. And we're gonna we'll have a little conversation with the the the, the, the designer of that t shirt later in the show. Perry Shaw will be in studio. He's gonna say hi. So here's what you do. What? 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 If the whale gets him. Sick him, boy. Or girl. Whales can be girls too. It's twenty twenty four. It's very different times. So here's what you do. You go to patreon.com slash the best show. You sign up for the $25 tier. If you're already signed up, you just upgrade your membership if you're interested in it. 
And to get the first shirt, you got to be signed up by the end of February. And then we'll uh, keep signed up by the middle of April, April 15th. And then we send the shirts out. Look, we're not. This is how we do it. The show is always available to everybody. The show's always available to everybody. You could listen to the best show for free till the end of your freaking life if you wanted. You want bonus stuff? We take care of the bonus stuff. We spread the stuff out. We get the word out. That's how we do it. And we try to reward people at different levels. So five bucks is audio, 10 bucks is video. And the 25 people have been giving at that level already. We're just going to give you something for it. Best show, T-shirt, club. You go sign up and you get a nice shirt. Perry Shaw will talk to them all about it. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, this is exciting. Because usually on the show, we get uh We have everything sorted out on the show, except for the guests. The guests seems to be the one area that we come up a little light on in terms of wattage. Not in, I was not a play on words. But this tonight we, we hit the, the jackpot. This guy. You've seen him in things. Draft day. He's Wado on the George Lucas talk show. I mean, it's it's, it's Griffin Newman. How are you, Griffin? I'm doing well. Uh, Boy, boy, have you hit the jackpot today. Yes, we did. Notoriously difficult podcast guest to book. I I rarely do anything. Blank check. Blank check. The hit podcast, Blank Check. Griffin and David. If people want to know what Blank Check is, basically, it's Griffin and this other fella. Uh Uh-huh. And they watch movies. They'll say, like, hey, let's watch all the movies by McG. And then they yes. go and they go through each McG movie. Perfect and example. then they argue about, right. I liked Full Throttle better than the we original Charles. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Whether we are, yeah. So they fight over the movies and it gets very heated. And then at the end of the show, they get handed a giant bag of money for arguing about <laughs> movies. Clearly, they've cracked some code on podcasting that I'm struggling to crack. <laughs> We're doing T-shirt clubs. These guys just pull a lever and a garbage <laughs> truck pours money on them <laughs> for their show. We, um, a, a Ben Hosley, who's our producer on the show, yes, who's the third amigo on Mike, mm-hmm. uh, and and is a, a huge uh, best show devotee for a very long time. Sites you and what's his, his name? Lee Horsley. 
His name's Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay. Ben Hosley, okay. who's been on the show. We, we did the show that's back right. in New Jersey together. Yes, that's right. We did. We, we came over to mm-hmm. the, the old studio. That's right, yeah. But um, he always cites Besho as the thing that got him into podcasting, that made him right. fall in love mm-hmm. with the medium. Oh, that's sweet. When we were trying to Thanks, uh, start the show up, mm-hmm. figure out what it was, yeah. brand it, and what have you, mm-hmm. uh, Ben pitched that we should call ourselves Griffel and Simsbert. What is this? Uh, Griffle? Griffle and Simsbert? Griffle and Simsbert. Simsbert. Right. That a lot of people have tried to make themselves the new Siskel and Ebert, which oh, many see, could argue okay. was kind of a once in a lifetime lightning in a bottle. You can only yeah. do be the first to that type of yeah. dynamic fighting about movies and uh, getting money. I think I think Michael Medved and Richard Roper had a pretty good thing going on when they teamed the was it was that who did it? Um, well, went through so there was such an interesting chain of yeah. it was like mm. the movie Slacker. One host would remain, and the new host would yeah. come in, and then it would carry over to the mm. next host. Yeah, Roper did it, and half of them were insane, like yes. the movie Slacker. Right. Well, the final one, my favorite, I think, the peak of the show. Mm-hmm. It finally really found its voice after Roger Ebert died. That's yes. when it really felt like the shackles had been thrown off. Sure, finally we're free. Yes. of the Ebert part of Siskel Correct. and Ebert. Well, we're already free of Siskel. Siskel died before Ebert. And then when it's time to make the show younger and hipper, mm-hmm. and they hired Ben Lyons. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Son of Jeff Lyons, classic New York. New York movie, a Channel critic. 11, yes. like a yes. very Channel 11 news. Right. Yeah. And I forget who he was writing for at the time. I think he was blogging at the time and doing a lot of red carpet interviews. Okay. By no traditional metric, a film critic. <laughs> uh-huh. His biggest pull quote prior to getting hired onto uh, at the movies to take over yeah. Ebert's seat Yes. Was uh, one of the greatest movies ever made. Top pull quote on the poster for I Am Legend. Now, a movie I like. You could love it. You can love it. it could be, you, could, you could say I Am Legend is my favorite movie. You can say that. But you still would have to say probably not one of the best movies Personally. ever made. I'd even, if you went out on a limb and said, actually, you know what? Surprisingly, my favorite movie of the year. Mm-hmm. I go. That's a bold take. It's interesting. Yeah. I'd love to hear you. Defend Good for that. you, though. Good yes. for you having a bold take. Yeah. And then it was him and Ben Mankiewicz, mm-hmm. uh, who's uh, of the legendary Mankiewicz yes. film Herman. dynasty. Mank yes. himself, yeah. the titular Mank. A movie. Speaking of the movie Mank, yes. Watch four minutes of it. That yeah. was one I was just like, "This is not happening." I I struggle with that film. We covered that recently. Mm-hmm. We did Fincher on the podcast, yeah. and we covered it. Mm-hmm. That is the movie, weirdly, mm-hmm. that feels most pandemic-y to me. Oh, no, that movie is the pandemic. That movie is the pandemic. Yeah. I had full body, mm-hmm. like, flashback. Yeah. I, yeah. I broke out in hives the mm-hmm. second I tried to play it again. Yeah. There are films that were shot mm-hmm. during early pandemic yeah. that you watch now and they're uncomfortable because you can tell. The spacing and the... There are no yeah. background actors yeah. in this. Yeah. Right. People are standing weird distances from each mm-hmm. other. But Mank feels like the movie that most came out during the pandemic yeah where it's just like here comes mank mank yeah. is coming here's mank and it's finally it's like how are we gonna see mank it's on netflix yeah netflix eh? <laughs> and then, you, then it immediately became optional yes like suddenly it's just like oh you, you don't worry mank will be there for you because up until that point as we know mm-hmm. most people were netflix completists they watched everything you watch everything you had a checklist you yes. go through you'd be like all right let's mark down did I watch? Uh, how did I? 
end up in this ditch season four. <laughs> yes, I cross that off this the is, list. We're proving a point yeah. about Netflix, which mm-hmm. is we can't even make the no. poll for what no. the funny reference is yeah. for a Netflix show that yeah. no one would watch. Exactly. How did I end up in this ditch? We could probably pitch that tomorrow. Yes. And they would say, yeah, we yeah, just make it kind of like uh, Floor's Lava. And you're in business. But do you remember, like, the Halcyon days? Like, we can, we can all name, like, yeah. the, the 10 to 15 sh- Netflix shows mm-hmm. that everyone likes. Sure. That's not the joke you were setting up. You no. wanted to name a show that no one gives a shit about. <laughs> yeah. And in the 2010s, in the late yeah. 2000s, we were all dining out on Burn Notice. Yeah. And it was good. You could reference Burn Notice mm-hmm. yeah. as a show you pretended you liked a yeah. lot. Yeah. And people would laugh and laugh and yeah. laugh. And they wouldn't say, what is that? Explain yeah. it to me. They'd mm-hmm. go, yes, Burn Notice from the posters. Yeah. I'm aware. I get it. And, but now. Now? The idea of what a Netflix show is. Yes. It's usually something about someone chopped my head off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found a face in a field. There's a lot of that. It's like, it's like, and it's like an eight part thing about just like the body they found in uh, the uh, in a grocery store freezer. Right. And it'd be like eight hours figuring that case out. There's that. And then there's also, as you were sort of alluding to, there's the whole sub subgenre of is it or isn't it? Yeah. We're telling you the floor is lava. Got yeah. it. No is lava. It. Yeah. Is it cake? Is I don't know. Cake? We're yeah. going to litigate this yeah. during each episode. Is it cake? That right. boy, that was. They take a thing we all know and Netflix mm-hmm. tells us yeah. that something is or isn't that thing. Yeah. It's almost at the point of those commercials, the infomercials where they would go, where they would make up a problem uh-huh. that then they go like, are you tired of always sticking your hand in your your garbage disposal? It's like, wait, do people do that? I was like, well, now, and they always have the person acting. And so it's like, yeah. oh, I'm doing it again. Yeah, bumbling, stumbling. And it's always, oh, me speaking of which. Bumbling and stumbling. Yeah. Has this ever happened to you? Yeah. You start doing an impression of a bad infomercial, yeah. and your headphones and go headphones flying fall. off. Yeah. Well, look, we don't have the blank check going. headphones. We don't have the money for blank check Custom quality headphones. Yes. Oak hand carved. Yes. <laughs> oh, they're very uncomfortable. Very. But they're very expensive. Our whole studio solid oak, top to yeah. bottom. That's great. It's yeah. just a fire trap. Yep. Wait, you're waiting to immolate. Wooden mics, wooden yeah. cords, very little yeah. give. So, yeah, Netflix, these things aren't special no. sometimes with that. When, and it used to be everything. It used to, it used to be now, now things are, they, we cycle through them so quickly. I, Tom, you know, I used to tune into HBO to watch the latest comedy special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I fire up uh, Netflix. All I see is a bunch of comedy normals. Do you know what I'm, <laughs> I mean, you talk about things not being special anymore. There is a point when you go to Netflix yes. and it says stand up specials. Yeah. And you look and you're like, there are 30 of these things. That I didn't know existed. And yeah. it's always like, it's always like, Jim Jeffries, uh, look out. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jim Jeffries, outrageous. Yeah. Or just like, uh, be like, uh, I, I heard the new Jeff, I heard a, a, a commercial for the new, who's the puppet? Jeff, Jeff Dunham, Dunham Jeff one of Dunham. our finest. Yeah. His new tour is called Still Not Canceled. I mean, this guy. Where you're like, 
what are you doing? He's like the fucking fugitive. His ability me. to elude the authorities. Yeah, they can't get me. He stays one step yeah. ahead of them. With his dumb puppet. Yeah. He's acting like, it's a matter of time. It's a matter of when, if not, yeah. not yeah. if. You know how we know that he hasn't been canceled yet? Because he's there. Zero Grammys on his shelf. <laughs> yeah. This guy's well, not that's, even that's getting nominated. Grammy, yeah. And that means he's not yeah. problematic enough. No, you need to be problematic to get a Grammy. Yeah. And we're going to talk about the Grammys. Oh, we got to talk. Perry Shaw was at the Grammys. He was nominated for a Grammy. Talking to him in the green room. Love nominated guy. for a Grammy. Love Look, we have a green room here at Forever yeah. Dog. You don't have that at Blank Check. You go to Blank Check, you stand down the street. <laughs> then they... Uh, they drop a flower pot down when they're ready for you to come up. It's feast or famine. <laughs> it's just, blank check. Yeah. So tell me, sure, Griffin, mm-hmm. what's you're in town? You just did the George Lucas talk show. We did a handful of uh, George Lucas talk show dates at San Francisco Sketch Fest. Mm-hmm. We did two shows at the uh, Dynasty Typewriter here yes. last night. And then on Thursday of this week, mm-hmm. which will be the eighth, ninth, ninth. Thursday's the 8th. Thursday's the 8th uh, at the Elysian Theater. Okay. We are doing The Baron and the Junk Dealer. Which, which is the the play. The play. Yes. A very serious mm-hmm. one-act play mm-hmm. starring George Lucas and Watto, the yeah. Toydarian yeah. junk dealer yeah. slash slave owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's I sound the way I do right now because I'm coming off of like five Watto shows. You're doing and you do a lot of, eh, eh. it burns out yeah. the... The right. lower register, you go. The more I don't feel good. The more Watto I do, uh-huh. the easier it becomes to do Watto. The yeah. harder it becomes to talk yeah. in any other way. Yes. Yes. Now this play, of course, mm. is it's it exists. Some people are saying it exists because they want to see these two great characters on stage mm. acting a thing, and other people are saying it's a workaround to get Patrick out of the show. <laughs> Oh, I checked the script. You don't have a. Are you not in it? <laughs> it's like the. Uh, no, I love Patrick. the the new reboot of Yellowstone. Uh huh. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. Kevin Costner doesn't want to yeah. do it anymore. That's a. It's like when unhappy. The greatest was unhappy is when Ron Howard leaves and it'd be just like, "Hey, Richie's on the phone. Hey, Richie, what's up? You're at college. How's everything going?" And then they hang up. Yeah. Hey, Mr. C, tell Richie I said hi. Richie just said the funniest thing to me on the phone. (laughs) Meanwhile, Fonzie is 40. Yeah. And he's hanging out at the malt shop with children. Yes. It's just like now Fonzie would uh, be at Epstein Island. Do you remember? He'd be on that flight log. Fonzie. I feel like (laughs) Arthur. Yeah. The Fonz. Arthur Fonzie. Six trips to Epstein Island. Ooh, Fonzie, that's not good. He was piloting the plane. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this similarly might be a, a, a random TV episode that has stuck in your craw, as it has uh-huh. in mine over the, the decades. Do you remember the late Happy Days episode? I want to say this is post-Shark Trump, Jump, post-Richie mm-hmm. is left. Mm-hmm. Fonz is still just a guy who lives in the Cunningham's garage, even though their son, who is their tether to him, mm-hmm. is out of the picture. Mm-hmm. And there's an episode where Fonzie gets blinded somehow. Oh, yeah. I, I've focused on this. This is one of my favorite things ever. Kills his spirits. He's Richie and Potsy yes. and Ralph Mouth disassemble his motorcycle. Yes. Because he's feeling sorry for himself yes. because. Okay, so it's when Richie's still on the show. Yeah. He's blind. Yes. And they just feel like, get over it, Fonzie. Yes. And he, he lost his eyesight. And they're just like, kind of like Fonzie, 
you're kind of feeling sorry for yourself lately. It's me when it's like, I lost my eyesight four days ago. Well, guys. This guy, he loses all his riz in an yeah. instant. He's trying to hit the jukebox. He's breaking oh, a window. Yeah. Like everything's off. And then at the end of the episode, I think it's just truly magically he wakes up one day and his vision's back. Yeah. But he, even weirder, yeah. Griffin, you're, yes, you're right. Yes. There's an added layer to it. He strangely, they imply he earned the right to see again sure. through his courage, his good acts. Yes, they disassemble his motorcycle and pour it on the floor sure. of his apartment that's above the, <laughs> the Cunningham's garage. Which, yeah, again, this uh-huh. is some serious loser energy coming yes. from this guy. Yeah, I live above the garage of the family. You're supposed to be the coolest guy in coolest town, guy in the world, and it's also the cool guy who's always like. Yeah, I had a great night with the the Alfonso triplets. That's weird. You had intercourse with an entire family? Yeah. That's disgusting. It's actually kind of interesting how much Wooderson and Dazed and Confused feels like a deliberate counteraction yes. against the Fonz to be like, yeah. we'd all have our laughs and our fun, yeah. but, but this guy would not be cool. In, in real life, this is what this would feel like. Right. It's like Adam Sandler and Punch Drunk Love would yes. be just like, Exactly. Hey, what if one of the fun characters from an Adam Sandler movie is in real life? would be like, that's a sociopath who yes. has temper, <laughs> right. a, a, ra- a rage He shouldn't issues. be yelling this much about yeah. McDonald's. He's smashing yeah. up a, a, a hand dryer yes. in a bathroom. We should not let yeah. this man raise a child. Wait, so they disassemble. So they disassemble yeah. and they pour it on the floor and yeah. he goes, he yells at God. He's like, yeah. how could you do this to me? And then he picks a piece of it and goes, hey, little carburetor. <laughs> He's like, little carburetor, where do you go? Let me find the crankshaft. And I like, I don't know what goes sure, anywhere sure, on a motorcycle. Sure. You're no okay, let's go. Yeah. Let's find the crankshaft for you, little carburetor. <laughs> and then they fade. And the next thing is, he is buffing the motorcycle mm. fully assembled in his apartment. He built the whole thing. I ain't riding that thing. Sure. There's got to be something not tight on that. Like, it's like, hey, ride your motorcycle. The front wheel falls off because Fonzie put it together <laughs> by memory. But the implication is that he basically regained his sight through yes. sheer will. Yeah. And strength of spirit. Pretty much, yes. Right. And then his eyesight came back. And well, the, the thing I remember is that he's wearing big Ray Charles sunglasses mm-hmm. for most of the episode. Mm-hmm. Wagging around a, a cane, a red-tipped cane, uh-huh. right? Playing real sad sack. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. inconsolable. He walks down for breakfast the following morning after yeah. this breakthrough. Yeah. And he goes, uh, hey, Mrs. C, you're looking lovely this morning. <laughs> and she's, you know, scrambling eggs or whatever. And she mm-hmm. goes, oh, Arthur, thank you. And then takes the moment. And there he is. He actually looks like Joe Biden. A <laughs> he, little looks, bit. he looks like Joe Biden. <laughs> and he can't Fun. even, he doesn't have the, <laughs> he lacks the energy to put his leather jacket on yeah, anymore. Yeah, he's wearing a robe. He's wearing a robe. A checked robe. But she hears him say it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't take note of it. And then oh. she realizes, oh my what? God. Oh, he can see. It's Arthur. You look can see. lovely. Yeah. Look beautiful. Mm-hmm. And as whatever age I was when I saw this mm-hmm. for the first time, six or seven, I went, that's good writing. Show don't tell, Lubitsch. There it is. Yes. Touch. Yeah, I don't think I would have known the term no. at the time. No, you got it. And I still weirdly, even though I now think that's ridiculous, mm-hmm. I think about it a lot as like you want to write a scene like that. You need to show where you so you. elegantly, elegant, yeah, elegant. Mrs. C recognize. Yeah. Let me take. I'm going to take a quick please, call, please, Griffin. I'm being please. told there's somebody. Okay. I'm being told we got hot phones tonight. Mm. And I'm being told busy phones. So we'll have more. Okay. Hello, best show. 
Hey, Tom, it's Steve Slimble in uh, New Old Bridge. How's, how's it going tonight? Good, good. Who? What? What, what was your name again? Uh, Steve Slimble. Steve, okay. Steve Slimble? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, well, Steve, well, thanks for I was, calling, Steve. I was hoping we... Thanks. I was hoping we wouldn't have to talk about my name. It's kind of a weird thing. It's a weird. Is that a thing? Well, it's it's spelled S L I M B A L L, and it's it's pronounced Slimble, but it looks like it looks like Slimeball when mm-hmm. when it's written out. Yeah. Well, Teve. Yeah. So it's it's rough. Yeah. Well, I guess you know you're. you're we play that cards were dealt, Teve. So true, so true. I, but I'll tell you, man, it uh, wasn't a great name to have when I was running for city treasurer. It wasn't great to have the name Slimble that reads as yeah. Slime yeah. Ball on like posters well, and things. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. City benches. Uh, my slogan. My slogan was, "Let us." Slimble control your money, and it the font was weird, and the background color was weird, so it definitely looked like let a slime ball control your money. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, I did poorly. You did not win. How? What? How, where did you come in amongst the candidates for the for the uh, treasurer? Well, only three of us were running, and um, I, I lost to um, you know. Gus Brennan, the legendary wow, player, I, you know, the, the baseball uh, legend. Yeah. 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 So he won. Uh, and uh, the guy who got second place was a dog. A dog. You think yeah. one of those ones where people put like, is it, was it like a joke candidate or an actual dog was no. running? An actual dog. And to the dog's credit, very smart. Very smart. I, I, he, he had ideas I, I, I wouldn't have come up with. So I guess I rightfully, you know, I got last and I guess I deserved it, even though, you know, I, I chalked it up to my name at first. But, you mm. know, now that I think about it, yeah, the, dog, the dog was smarter. So. Well, that's that's a that's a hard pill to swallow there, uh, Teve. But kind of like it unlike is, with a dog, a dog um, don't like swallowing pills either, I guess. So you both have a. You have something else in common with dogs. Well, yeah, like a dog, I also like my pills in um, in, in in a, a ball of cheese. That's how, that's how I can choke them down. That's the only way. And are you doing that to yourself, or is somebody doing that to you? Well, I don't want to get in, into any kink shaming, but yeah, I like to have someone else feed it to me. Um, it, uh, this was not meant to be anything about kink shaming or kink anything. I was just asking... If you kind of okay. tricked yourself into eating a uh, a cube of cheese with a pill in it, well, I tricked myself in, into eating a lot of things, Tom. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, hey, um, I, I'm super embarrassed. I I called in all hot and heavy, but I, I it seems like I misread the topic. What 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 did you think the topic was? Well. I thought it was, what would you do if you woke up and everything about you was totally normal, but your hands were made of ice? That's pretty far away from 
who would you like to see play the sphere in Las Vegas? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, that's more or less what we were going to talk about. Yeah. Well, can I answer that one real quick? Yeah, yeah. Well, I do want to hear your answer to the ice thing. Oh, well, the ice thing would be, you know, Tom, I'm about seeing the glass um, half full. Okay. So, um, on the one hand, you know, I wouldn't be able to hold anything. Pretty much anything I would, I would hold would be dropped because, you know, the ice, it's ice. Sure. Ice fingers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, that would be tough to say nothing about, you know, about bathroom stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I think it would be fun to, like – have my hands behind my back and, and like say I'm at the beach or something and mm-hmm. just say, uh, or, or, you know, anywhere. And like, and like someone's just wearing a tank top or if it's a guy and he's shirtless, I come back and say, Hey, you want a back rub? And they'll go, yeah. And then they just feel these two blocks of ice on their back. It's sure. Funny, right. Yeah. That'd be funny. Uh, I think there's a little bit of a business to bridge of somebody coming up and just going, Hey, would you like a back rub? And then they go, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess I didn't really think about how <laughs> how plausible that would be that someone would would take me up on it. Right? Yeah, like you're. I picture you walking up and down the beach with your hands behind your back, going up right. to people you don't know, going like, "Hey, would you like a back rub?" Yeah, that's yeah. Now that I see the visual in my head, it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's almost criminal, right? It's, yeah. it's probably uh, yeah. So, well, who do you want to see play the sphere, Teve? Well, let me think about this. Um, probably Yola Tango. Okay, I could see that. Like, what would they? What would they have? Like on the uh, on the on the screen? What would they? What, what would they project? Like. God, there's so many things. New Wave Hot Dogs. They probably put the um, New Wave Hot Dogs album cover up on the screen. Maybe they would put um, probably episodes of the Larry Sanders show. You know what they should put up there? I think it would be the showstopper. What's that? They have a song called Barnabas Hardly Working, right? Barnaby Hardly Working, yeah. They would play. Barnabas. We're on the same page with this. The movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Break it out. Let's say it at the same time. Yes. One, two, okay. three. Hardly working. Hardly working where he says, where are they about the donuts? Yeah, it's like, are they donuts? Where are they? <laughs> yes. I think that, I think... I think that would be the showstopper. I'm sure you two has something special they do, but it wouldn't compare to that, Look, right? They have their whole thing figured out. The U2 thing is whatever the U2 thing is. If they right. were to play that donut scene from Jerry Lewis's movie, Hardly Working, which came out in like 1980, something like that, 81. Like, right. So you have yeah, a guy. Yeah, it's a new one. You have a guy who's, it's a new, yeah, it's one of his, his newer works. You have a guy who. Mm-hmm. The premise is he's trying to find a job. Meanwhile, he's yeah. pretty close to retirement age. Oh, he's almost 60. Yeah. He's like, he should be winding brill, down. Brill now. cream. Yeah. He's a, so much yeah. brill cream. Hair, hair, not, not, 
hair not dyed in any way? No, no, not at all. That's a natural hair color. The it's like looking into the abyss. Naturally jet jet black. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah, you know when you're sixty and you have just a head of jet black hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's slicked back. Yeah, that and he also has that thing. This might be a little specific, Teve. He has that mm-hmm. thing where the you know when the guys who were older than the sixties, like the nineteen sixties, when the seventies came around, that's when they tried to get that's when they grew their hair out a little bit. Yes. Like yes. the older generation be like, I'm gonna yes. do that, I'm gonna be a little have a little uh, shaggy haircut too. He still I, has that, so he yeah. slicks it back. He's got too much hair on his head at that point. So he's putting yeah. so much product in it to hold it back. It's like a helmet. He's almost rockabilly. He almost is rockabilly at that point. What if um, – this is a good topic Yeah, that I, I think you should use in the future. What – would you still like the Stray Cats if Jerry Lewis was the singer and not Brian Setzer? So he would be kind of like, gonna rock this town, right? Like that? <laughs> well, yeah, we're gonna rock it inside out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I would. And he, I and can he falls that like he does trip. I think I'd love it. Wouldn't you picture him climbing up on the bass when, uh, who, put, who is it, Slim Jim Phantom? No, 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 Lee Rocker, please. Lee Rocker, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah. He, Lee That's Rocker. That's his real name, too. That's his birth name. His, his birth his name is. knew he was going to be a rockabilly base. So, so they changed their last name to Rocker. They did, yes. Before he was born. So it could oh, be yeah, on the birth knew. certificate. Yep, absolutely. Like in, in the womb, yeah, the I, I, mom I, felt, we got a stand-up bass player here. Yeah, I, I read it in the Rockabilly Times. Yeah, it's one of our most trusted uh, news sources. So if, if Lee Rocker's is, playing the bass and then Jerry Lewis would, like, climb up on the other side of it, probably, right? Probably yeah, with so that. He'd, ha- he'd be hamming it up. He'd have that glass of water in his mouth, the way he always puts that, the whole oh, glass in. Yeah, the whole. <laughs> yeah. I've... I mean, it would take it to a new level. I think it would be pretty cool. Steve, that would take it to a new level, and I um, I really feel like this is an excellent topic, and it's probably going to be the topic next week. Oh, great, great, great. Um, um, hey, um, I gotta go in a second, but have have you heard about this um, this tour? It's, the, it's that guy who plays the Iceman. Um, he's singing these REM songs. Have you heard about this? Wait, the guy from the movie The Iceman? Yeah. Yeah, what's his name? Michael Shannon? Yes, yes. So apparently he's out on the road doing these REM songs, and apparently it's a great show, but, you know, I I have one little beef. They're not, from what I've read, they're not playing my favorite REM song. What is that? Don't Go Back to Brockton? You know that one? I don't know. Go back to don't go back to Brockton. I know don't go back to Rockville. What do you think it is? Don't go back to Rockville. Now you're making me you're making me question it. What is that? It's no, the I'll, name I'll of the song. Get ready to 
get ready to eat the world's biggest serving of crow. Here it comes. Okay. Typing it in, typing it in right now, R-E-M, don't go back to rock ton. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm right. I just lost a huge bet, too. How did you make a bet so quickly? Before the call, I bet I had the same conversation with my friend Doug. Yeah. And I, he yeah. said the same thing. He said yeah. the same thing. It wasn't called that. Uh-huh. And I was just like high on my horse, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. being a big man. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I'll bet you. And he yeah. took me up on the bet. Okay. And then you lost that. So I, yeah. I, yeah, I know. I no longer have a home. Yeah. Well, so you bet your home on this. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, Teve, do you know if at that show are they? Do you know they have that. He had that movie, Ninety Nine Homes. Yes. Do they do some sort of like ninety nine bottles of beer on the wall type thing musically though, but with ninety nine homes? No. No, but the- he does take a random audience member and he evicts them from their house. It's sick. He films it. So he becomes it's the character brutal. from 99 oh homes in between REM songs. He becomes the character from 99 homes. And then for, for, for one moment, he becomes that character evicts an audience member and then goes yeah. back to playing REM songs. Yeah, it, it's it's a whole production. It takes a long time. To, the show's like seven hours. Because of that. It's good. Now, that sounds like an yeah, interesting yeah. portion of the show. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, hey, I really got to go tinkle, so I'll I'll talk to you later, okay? Uh, sounds good, Teve. Call back anytime. Great. Great chat. Um, I hope you have a, have a great rest of the show. Yeah, I hope you do, too. Well, it's, you're not doing a show. I hope you have a great okay. evening. I am doing a show though this whole time. You are? What what show are you doing? Yeah. It, it's just for a couple of people. I'd rather not talk about it. Oh, that's the scariest thing I've ever heard. Well, let's just leave it at that. No, I don't like it. It's for a couple people. I don't want to know anything about it. Now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now it's just one. The oh, one of them left. Oh, great great. All right, Teve. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye bye. Okay. All right. Bye bye. It's Teve. Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Yeah. So you, Griffin mm. Griffin Newman, of mm-hmm. course, is in the studio, the movie star, the podcast superstar. Tell tell us about the role in 2024 of a character actor. Oh. And what how do where do you find yourself getting funneled into or away from as a character actor? It's a good question. That's why I asked it. No, I appreciate it. It's what we do here. I, we ask the good questions that's, here. Griffin. That's what it says above the door. This isn't whatever show you're... Whatever. Who does WTF. It? Well, no, he asks good questions. Fresh air. It's not fresh air. 
it's not wait, wait, don't tell me or sure. something. Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose. Yeah, Charlie Rose. All the fresh references now. You know, the Charlie Rose show that he does on the bus. Steve Allen. <laughs> if you get on the bus and you see Charlie Rose there, you can be a guest on the show. You know Tom Snyder. You yeah. know, you, you really dig in. Yeah. Um, I, I am of the belief, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a systemic issue in the entertainment industry. Um, it, it, there used to be uh, shame. In a general sense, mm-hmm. around the way people conducted their careers, right? Sure. And some of these things, I think, were very silly. Okay. Were silly kind of prejudices. Mm-hmm. But things like, if you're a movie star, you don't do TV. Yes. If you don't do TV, the Jack Nicholson famously said art. He said television is furniture. And that's why he didn't do it. It's just, there's a bit of, there were, it was seen as a bit of a real ground line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you were the rare... Mm-hmm. person who made the leap from tv to film mm-hmm. you don't look back if you're no. an ornest borgnine you end up on airwolf it's like congratulations buddy you've gone back down to the minors exactly you're, you know yeah you'll work for the rest of your life but, but you're killing it in the minors yes but you're in the minors now you're not on the big screen anymore now ernest borgnine kind of a perfect example mm-hmm. of a guy yeah. who was very much a character actor in yeah. type mm-hmm. but got this incredible lead role mm-hmm. he's the title character in marty he yeah. wins Best Picture. He wins Best yeah. Actor. Everyone's like, I guess you're a movie star. Yeah. And, and then he kicks he... around for like 10, 15 years, and people are like, what, what do we do with this guy? Yeah. Right? If, yeah. I think his thing actually was even quicker than 10 years. He was immediately just like, I think I'll do Mikhail's you're right. Navy. You're right. You're right. And suddenly they're like, like, but but it is generally, you're right. It is this thing where it's just like, it is a slow process yes. where you end up on television. And that was, he's actually a really he's good a example. Strange, he's a strange character. It was strange yeah. that he sort of became a leading man ever mm-hmm. yeah. and was validated in such a way. Mm-hmm. But pretty quickly he was like, look, if I go to TV, I'll still get to be the top guy. I'll yeah. be top of the call sheet. Mm-hmm. I'll play fourth banana in movies. He never stopped making movies. No, he, he had a presence. Right. The wild bunch. But that's a true character actor. Yeah. It's like sometimes he's a lead. Sometimes he's supporting. Yeah. He's doing movies. He's, he's doing going TV. where it takes him. Right. I find very often now you look at projects and you're like, here's a great character actor. Mm-hmm. Michael Shannon's a guy who's a great character actor. Yes. Sometimes he's also a lead, mm-hmm. but he's hyper versatile, right? Yes. You see Michael Shannon's the fourth or fifth lead in the movie, the villain, the best mm-hmm. friend, the boss, whatever. You're like, I'm eating good tonight. You know, exactly. You know... You're in good hands. You yes. know if you're watching Vanilla Sky and the security guard walks in, it's Michael Shannon. You're in you're good, like, giant yeah. hands. Yes. I do think now uh, big stars just do everything. Yeah, they, they certainly do, do everything. They do movies and TV, and they do 15 projects a year rather mm-hmm. than I'm Jack Nicholson. I pick one. Yeah. Right? And I'm also doing branded sponsorships, and I'm doing ads and whatever. Mm-hmm. So my friends, a lot of my friends who used to work in commercials mm-hmm. – you know, which is like if you're a struggling actor, you're able to book one or two commercials a year that keeps you afloat. Well, if Brie Larson's going to do every commercial. Yes. And well, where's the space for commercial actors? That's exactly. It's like, how much do you need? I think similarly, you have a lot of character actor roles on movies and TV now that are occupied by people who are still ostensibly A-list leading actors. Yeah. It's be like. Jake Gyllenhaal puts in some wacky teeth yes. and uh, a hairpiece, right. and then he's playing he's playing uh, the toupee salesman in Goodfellas. Exactly. Rather we, than giving that to 
we we all love that every once in a while. Of course. But it yes. does feel like they look at scripts and they go, let's get the 10 most attractive yeah. blockbuster stars we can mm -hmm. and make them look like other types of people. Yeah. Well, it is just, it is the beautification of show business in true. a strange way where it's like, to talk to you Saturday Night Live as a, a reference point. For, sure. First of all, when people used to be on, and I'm not judging anyone's career. Just understand that. I'm not judging anyone's we're career. We're talking systemic problems. We're, we're not blaming individuals. Yeah. No, we're people play. They didn't set the rules of the game. Correct. They're playing the game, though. Yeah. We're all playing the game. Yeah. When you were on SNL, you worked on SNL, mm -hmm. and then maybe you did a movie over the summer. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you had your one project you had a chance to do for those three, four months you had free. Yeah, and it was also kind of like you might get one good scene in a studio comedy yeah. or the best friend role. Mm -hmm. They're trying you out. They're yeah. seeing if you fit up there on the big screen mm -hmm. yeah. to slowly maybe work you. You yeah. have to go from a mixed nuts to an airheads to a Billy Madison. Exactly, yeah. And then, then you've arrived. If you yeah. can deliver mm -hmm. on all those levels – they let you in the door. And part of this, by the way, was was mafia rules. Mm -hmm. Lauren said, mm -hmm. I own you. Yeah. You're under my contract. Yeah. If you want to go off and do something else, you're fired. There's the door. Absolutely. He right? was in control. But then the 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 industry changed to such a point he could not hold to that standard anymore. Now everybody has a they every it started with every oh, here's my web series. Yeah. And here's my I do a small part in this thing. Well, and, and here's what's sneaky. Who were producing most of those web series? Above average. Yeah. The offshoot of Broadway video. Mm -hmm. Lauren said, if I can't keep them here, mm -hmm. then I should own whatever they want to go out and do. Yeah. And so now all these stars, yeah, they first mm -hmm. season, second season, they do a web series mm -hmm. and they pitch their own TV show. Let me yeah. take up my jeweler's loop here. Yeah. Let me zoom in on the uh, deadline story produced mm -hmm. by Lauren Michaels. And the most telling thing. Always track this, my friends. Do people continue to work with the people once they're at the door? Yeah. That's all you ever need to ask yourself that. Do they keep working with Lauren Michaels? But as as you're saying, it's kind of interesting now where there used to be people stay on SNL so much longer mm -hmm. now. Tim Meadows, who was the guy yeah. that everyone made fun of mm -hmm. for staying seven years. Yeah. Oh, my God. He stayed forever. Casually, everyone's been on for 12 years. Now. We're getting to the point where a cast member. Yes. We'll die of natural causes yes. on the show. We'll just be like, no, they just passed away. They also be like, oh my God, it won't just be like, what happened? To be like, no, of course they passed right. away. Yeah, Keenan served us for 70 exactly. good years. Keenan no, Thompson passed away people, at 89 years old. It's, it's like old. people refusing to give yeah. up uh, Senate seats. Yeah. And if you're the bean mm -hmm. counter, mm -hmm. you go, if I could hold on to everyone forever. Yeah. If I could put an A-lister in every role, why wouldn't I do it? Mm -hmm. Here's, we're doing, we're getting ready, starting up uh, John McTiernan on Blank Check. Sure. The director of Die Hard yes. and Predator. Predator. Yes. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and The Predator. And The Predator. And the late great Carl Weathers. They should remake Predator with one of these new creeps running around. <laughs> the real Predator. The real Predator. Chris Hansen. Yes. What if they're trying to? What if Chris Hansen's they a send predator? Chris Hang oh, you think he is the predator? No, I think he's hunting. He's right. just like they send Chris Hansen to the jungle, and he's like, "I've got this gun, and I'm we're hunting an alien." Talk about a guy who's had a weird career. Yeah, but um, uh, uh, Hunt for Red October. 
Yeah. It's a movie recorded an episode mm-hmm. on recently. Yeah. Based, it was the first adaptation of a, a Tom Clancy Jack Ryan book. Mm-hmm. This hotly contested role. Yes. And they wanted uh, Harrison Ford and they wanted Kevin Costner and they mm-hmm. wanted everyone. Everyone turned it down and Baldwin got lucky. Yes. That here's his first big shot to be a leading mm-hmm. man. And I was reading all these interviews of Alec Baldwin, a man who's never done anything wrong. Of course not. It's simple and clean and easy to have an opinion on. Level-headed. Level-headed. Leads with rational, rational, like rationality. The world's most gentle touch. He always takes a pause. Yes. Before he has a measured response to any situation. <laughs> Correct. If something's going on, he's like, give me 15 minutes. Yes. I'm just going to go think this through. So I'm, I'm watching this movie, reading these interviews from him. Simultaneously, I've been rewatching 30 Rock for the first time since mm-hmm. it went off the air. So yes. ball went in the mind. Yeah. Right? Kicking around the old yeah. bing bong. I'm thinking of him as a really interesting case study because he's talking about pre-Hunt for Red October. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm a leading man type. Yeah. I got the looks. I got the chops, whatever. Mm-hmm. Only 10 good scripts come out every year mm-hmm. kicking around Hollywood that are really top level. Yeah. Good director attached, good budget attached. Mm-hmm. He goes, if I go for one of these parts, I know I'm guy number 12 on the list. Yeah. I know I'm not getting it unless... Everyone, mm-hmm. Cruz has to turn it down. Michael J. Fox has to turn it down. Yes. Costner, for everyone has to turn it down before they kick it to me. Yep. So he, for a good chunk of the 80s, went, let me find the interesting, smaller parts mm-hmm. in good movies. Yeah. Let me be the less exciting guy in Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Let me be in the first 10 minutes of Married to the Mob. Yeah. A really fucking smart strategy mm-hmm. yeah. that you don't see a lot of people apply yeah, 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 today. Yeah. yeah. And he said, let me pop in better projects rather than... If I don't I, want to hear him say, let me pop. I don't even know where that's going let me with this pop. guy now. But it, it, rather than sort of, he went, if I cared most about being the guy above the title, mm-hmm. the projects that would hire me right now suck. Well, that's exactly it. They're, they're, they're lousy versions of things. Lousy versions. So he yes. waited until one of the good ones went his way. Mm-hmm. He got Hunt for Red October, famously. Of course, on the screen, you can see this. Well, that's that's an example of what I'm t- yes, sort of talking about. When yeah. he was smart about yeah, better to be in. one scene and just kill it. Yeah. So he gets Hunt for Red October. They drop him for Harrison Ford because now mm-hmm. Ford decided he did actually want to do the sequels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Baldwin goes on to do the worst like seven or eight year run. Oh, of just like the getaway, the, the Marion yeah. Man and the Edge and the Shadow and yeah. just the exact kind of movie he was avoiding yeah. in the 80s. He suddenly is in like, well, I'm looking for some sort of. Now, they weren't superhero sure. properties, at that, but whatever. He's like, what's left? Yeah, well, we got the Phantom, and we got the show. Wait, the uh, the, uh, uh, he was the Shadow. No, but I'm saying, but oh. uh, what's his face just took the Phantom. Uh, uh, Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. We kind of just got the. But that's, shadow I mean, that's the point. He's competing against Billy Zane for roles. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's yeah. like a, a shitty leading man as opposed mm-hmm. to previously being a great mm-hmm. character actor. People in the chat are saying they love the Shadow. The Shadow was great. Love the Shadow. Griffin is crazy. What's he talking about? My, my like, point is I'm just kidding. that. I'm, I'm embellishing a little Of course. Bit. When he yeah. jumps to 30 Rock, people are like, yeah. I can't believe a movie star of that stature. Yeah. Even a guy who's been kind of fucking up for the last 10 years. Yeah. We like it when he hosts SNL. Mm-hmm. We like it when he pops in for a funny scene. Yeah. But as a leading man, it's not really happening. Yeah. I can't believe he would lower himself to television. A guy like that. Yeah. The old parallel would be something like. Victor Mature. <laughs> Great pull. Like these like yes. slicked hair, yes. handsome, aging, yes. 
and yeah, no, it, he yeah he cra- he he figured his own little escape hatch out, yeah. not unlike R two D two and the True. other guy, the other guy. But I I think I think the pipelines have you gotten need a to get up. Patrick to start dressing up like C three PO in these shows. You hate C three PO, right? I know you did recently a character ranking. Yeah. Of, of the worst, yeah, and C three was way up there, top five. Uh, yeah, he's the one. That, he's the worst character in all of them. These dorks are moaning. Oh, George R. Binks is terrible. Try see, go back and check C three PO out for a while. Have you always felt be this begging way? for George R. Binks to show up? Did you feel this way first? When time I was a child, yes. I was just like for the for Empire Strikes Back. I was yeah. just like something's off with this guy. Now. This movie's getting cooler. <laughs> this one dude is getting dorkier. He's literally somehow. falling apart. He's literally just like, whoa. It's just interesting because first Star Wars, you basically start with 20 minutes of yeah. just C-3PO. Yeah. When he falls off that stupid ship in the third one, I almost walked out of th- I, I had been waiting three years for this movie to come out. <laughs> yeah. I'm a child. Sure. I still almost walked out. Sure. Like he just went, whoa! And look, because R- like C-3PO like bumps him or something? Like R2-D2 like Here's, here's a perfect example. Today. And this guy. This guy. You don't like him. I don't. He takes it. So, he's one of these guys who would be like, well, the character C-3PO. He is, wouldn't do that. He's like, he yeah. so, takes it so seriously. He's like, yeah. he's not unlike Puck in the Shakespeare. It's just like, what are you talking about? Just put the mask on. I admire a guy who holds on for dear life to one thing like that, though. <laughs> That's why I love when they get him back. Yes. He's 78 years old. They shoot in Tunisia. Yes. They're baking him in that thing. Yes. <laughs> it's justice. You it's wanted karma. to be here, Anthony. Yeah. You told us you didn't want anyone yeah. else playing this part. Anthony, we, uh, if we get you out of the costume, then we got to get you back. And I don't know who is this that yes. is right. making the yes. movie. Some some teamster is yes. telling him. Well, look at this. Him with the look at that. Holding up the reference ball, I guess. He sucks. <laughs> I but look, if they made that movie today, you'd have a fucking Hemsworth brother playing C three PO. You would have Liam Hemsworth would be C three PO. No, no space for an Anthony He's Daniels. A wide. Yes. Can you imagine the stuff that R two D two? If you could translate mm. it, the stuff he's saying the whole time is like, I can't stand this. I can't stand this stupid robot I'm partnered with. It's all he's saying. It's beep, yes. beep. Yeah. He's saying, "When do I get away I from get a this idiot?" Break from this. He's guy. saying. He's saying I save everything. First of all, R two D's is a whole hero. The only the You're thing about Star- you got no qualms with love R two. R two guy. It's ironic and yeah. very telling that my two favorite characters in Star Wars one is a giant dog and one is a <laughs> robot that does, you can't understand what they're saying. Yeah. Anytime I understand what they're saying, I like them less. This is so blank check. The, our podcast the first year was just about the Star Wars prequels. Yes. That's what we thought was mm-hmm. a funny idea for a podcast that would last forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after a year, we said we maybe. Hit rock bottom. You, Let's yeah. move on to other directors. But that's also going back to the thing yeah. that we talked about at the beginning of this conversation is at one point, mm. if I was a, as a child, if I sure. was presented a contract to say, if you sign this contract, you agree to watch everything that's made that says Star Wars on it. I'd be uh-huh. like, give me that contract. Please. I'll sign it. And now you, now I'm just like. Yeah, I did. What? There's a wait. Is there a Boba Fetch? I'm just like I don't even right. know exactly. Absolute monkey pox. I'm like yes. so tuned out. I watched 15 minutes of episode nine, and it was yep. just like 
This sucks. No, I genuinely feel like pop culture is now delivering everything I would have said I wanted when I was 13, yeah. and I hate it, and it makes me hate myself. Well, that's because it's yeah. it's like you're turning on your the child. Yes. You're telling that kid. It's just like, I'm sorry. I just when you're a kid, you're that. so indignant. Why doesn't anyone listen to me? Yeah. Man, if I could have my way. Yeah. And then, and then you realize, like, no, no one should have listened to me. It's the equivalent of, like, I also probably would have signed a thing saying I could eat candy all day. And now right. I have the option to eat candy all day. And while I certainly try, sure. I come up we all short. Try. Yeah. The uh, thing I was going to say when we, when we were doing our Star Wars episodes mm-hmm. that was kind of a, a revelation for me, an aha moment, if you will, uh-huh. in the prequels, in episode one, two, and three, mm-hmm. The aliens speak English far more often. Okay. The amount of scenes in the first three movies where you have an alien character who is speaking in their foreign language, oftentimes without subtitles, Mm -hmm. I think really helps those movies. And I think when people start complaining about the dialogue and Mm -hmm. the characterizations in the prequels, Watto included, Mm -hmm. it's often... Hey, there's this alien who now is speaking in a horrible cultural <laughs> stereotype. Didn't re- yeah. Same wooden dialogue. Whereas yeah. if you go back, you go, eh, if the Tuscan Raiders were speaking, I probably wouldn't yeah. like what George Lucas yeah. was having them say. Yeah. He gets a lot of clearance out of them just going, yeah. And as a kid, yeah. nothing bothered. As a kid, no. I didn't know two things about movie making. Sure. Maybe I knew two things about it. One of the two things I knew about movie making was they're looping that thing when he's going like this. <laughs> And I hated it as a child. Yeah. I'm like, they couldn't have shed. They, they didn't get five good seconds of footage of this. They got to literally loop it back. And I was talking to a director friend mm. of mine. He's like, he's like, do you know what that's called in in terminology when they do that? Like in in post when they, when they loop the same yeah. sound over. No rock and roll. Like okay. yeah, we'll rock and roll it. <laughs> Just like. Like, yeah, we got only a little bit of footage. Let's rock and roll it. Which is just basically like back saying, and forth, back who and gives forth. a shit? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, eh, we didn't do a good job on this, so <laughs> we didn't get what we needed. These fucking idiots we won't notice. We only need to get them just going with right. the, the weapon up and yes. down. Now, Griffin, I'm told you have to hit the highway. I, I do, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I just want to say this. Yeah. Every time you come by, it's a complete joy. You're one of my favorite it's, people to talk to. too kind. It's always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Now, fact. what does 2024 hold for a Griffin Newman? What does 2024 hold for a Griffin Newman? Uh, John McTiernan on Blank Check. Mm-hmm. That's happening. Uh, State of the Film Ministry, State of the Character Actor, shot a movie that I want to believe comes out at some point this year. But who knows? Mm-hmm. The current independent film landscape. That's the other fun thing that's yeah. shifted the entertainment industry. Making stuff is no longer a guarantee that it exists. Well, that's true. Which too. is really it just fun. Like, it just can be like, you made that thing. Yeah. Like when they were like, well, we're, we didn't want to put the uh, Batgirl thing out for quality purposes. Just like, well... You sh- probably could have gotten away putting the second Scooby-Doo thing out because it's not exactly... The high water mark of quality, the Scooby Doo friend, like they're like we can't put that one out for quality. Also, look, like how bad is it then? Yes, yes. yeah. But did also, you forget to put Scooby Doo in it? Look at the other DC movies they put yeah. out. This is yeah, it's exactly. too fragile. It's not going to be people are going to see this and then they're going to watch Aquaman two. Yes, and they're just going to get so mad at it. They're going to understand why we yeah. had to make the tough choices we did. Yeah. Um, oh, no, Blank Check, George Lucas Talk Show, got shows coming up. We're going mm-hmm. to Seattle and Portland, Oregon mm-hmm. soon yeah. and okay. uh, doing a show in New York in April. Okay. Uh, do voices on cartoons. Sure. 
This is a, you're gonna have a great year, and yeah, the George Lucas thing. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. People like it. You've been you've been a, a very uh, loyal supporter. Yes, and then I stopped having money, and it limited some of my movements in terms of. I'll donate five hundred dollars to do this thing. Now I'm just kind of like. This was in. To be fair, this was in the charity fundraiser days. Yeah. So yes. you were spending money to make yeah. us do painful things. Yeah. But ultimately, going towards a good I'm cause. All going towards charity. I'm not. It's not going to. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going right. to let. Uh, the, the, uh, Patrick the, Connor. Pa- no, I'm not Pat. I'm not, with, uh, with the other. Fellow. What's the other? Connor. Connor. <laughs> yeah. Going to get him to get a whip, a new Indiana Jones whip. Right. I'm not funding that. No. No. In fact, you often made it very clear when the money was sent. Mm-hmm. Memo line. Yeah. This is not. This is not for Connor, Connor to get a new whip. Yes. Or a fedora. Lord knows he has enough already. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Griffin. Yeah. Thank you for coming by. I'd, I'd be remiss. I know we're winding down. Mm-hmm. I just, I have to ask you point blank while I have you on mic. Yeah, of course. All of eyes course. and ears yeah, yeah, on yeah. you. Yeah. We okay. had you on Blank Check a couple years ago. You did, yes. To do Clifford. Yes. The second time we had done an episode mm-hmm. on Clifford. Sure. Because you had back. some notes on the first the episode. Movies, yeah. You felt we like. still you, had to get to the bottom you of You could it. do it better. Yeah. Since then, a couple times. Okay. What's, I've asked you. Yeah. You should come back sometime. Okay. What do you want to come back for? Sure. People ask me all the time, when's Sharpling coming mm, back? Okay. Okay. What are we, what are, what's, what's in the, what are the options? Well, I think a year ago, the answer you gave me was, mm-hmm. I would want to do an episode on both Birth of a Nation. That was my that answer. That was your joke. That was my, that was my not right now move. Sure. Um, that was a put it off. So wait, yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a, let's kick the can as they say. Well, I, I, I look, I can privately send you some options, but I'm also curious. Is there anything Clifford style you want to throw on the board of? I would want to talk about let's this movie about at it. any Let time. I have things to say. It could be hardly working. I mean, I just saw you even hardly start working. To... Oh, I can't do hardly working. You know, movie is so fascinating. We actually what? watched 15 minutes of it last night. Me and uh, Julia watched 15 minutes of Vanilla Sky. We did an episode on it already. I know. But I, I agree. It's a deeply fascinating film. Let's talk. We'll figure okay, it out. We'll Let, let's say it. this. Put it down. I'm coming back happen. on Blank 2024. Check. Blank Check. I'm okay, back. Great. Griffin Newman, thank you so much thank for coming so on much. the show. Now, we're going to play a song by a band. We all love called new record coming out imminently the one and only pissed jeans. Yeah, new music from Piss Jeans. $62,000 in debt is the name of that song. New albums coming soon. Will will they be on our show, best show? Who knows? The Shadow knows. No, The Shadow don't even know. All you do at The Best Show, you stay tuned, baby. That's what you do at The Best Show. You stay tuned. We got stuff coming this way and that way, every which way. That's how we do it on The Best Show. I want to take this opportunity. I know we're going to talk about the sphere now. I went to the sphere over the weekend and saw you too. 
But I'd like to take a moment, if I could, to talk about someone named Shaggy. Am I talking about Scooby-Doo? No, I'm not. I'm talking about a little dog named Shaggy who uh, we have been fostering now for... uh, for uh, a few weeks, we've been fostering Shaggy. Let me pull up. Do we have pictures of Shaggy that we can uh, show while I talk about Shaggy? We will in a minute. I want to tell you, there's a dog named Shaggy. This poor fella was literally... found on the side of the freeway in Los Angeles and he was scared and he was nervous and kicked out of a car. Who does that? But that's beside the point. We're not talking about who would do something so horrible as that. So we are, we, they needed an emergency foster for Shaggy. We did the emergency foster thing, got Shaggy, all cleaned up, all groomed. He got fixed. He's an amazing dog. Shaggy rules. He's about a year and a half old. He's about 12 pounds. This is for people in Los Angeles. Let's show a picture of Shaggy. If we could, let's show a couple pictures of Shaggy so people realize how cute this guy is. Look at this dog. He looks like Baxter from... uh, Anchorman, little Shaggy. He's a sweetheart. He's still settling in in certain ways, but he is completely, I've seen leaps and bounds with this dog in just three short weeks, leaps and bounds with Shaggy in terms of him getting more comfortable, easier. He's He is very trainable. He's great on a leash. He doesn't shed. Total sweetheart. Mutt Scouts is the organization that uh, is looking after him. That we are fostering, not fo- we're yeah, we're fostering him through Mutt Scouts. You can contact Mutt Scouts if if this is a dog you're interested, or there's if you're looking for any other dog. Mutt Scouts is an amazing organization. We did a thing during the 24 hour show with Mutt Scouts, and one of those dogs, Whalen, was uh, adopted by. Joe at Forever Dog, an amazing dog. Whalen rules. Shaggy is dying to be somebody's next buddy. He's a total champ. I love him. I truly love him. But we have a couple dogs, a few dogs already, and we can't take another another pooch in. Are there other pictures of Shaggy we can show? Right now, that's it, unfortunately. Did uh, I think I sent uh, Brett a couple more. Uh, yeah, he's juggling a couple things at the moment. Ah, okay, all right, okay. We'll put it. We'll show later in the show other pictures of Shaggy. Seriously, don't. So this is what you would do: contact muttscouts.org if you're interested in Shaggy, or if you're interested in a dog like Shaggy. Go check it out. 
They've got great dogs. Shaggy, you rule. You're going to get a forever home, buddy. And whoever gets Shaggy, you hit the lottery. I'm telling you. You hit the lottery if you get Shaggy. That's what I wanted to talk about. My new pal Shaggy. Muttscouts.org. Yeah, and me and me and Julia have been watching after him, and he you get you get to see the guy get better and better and more comfortable with things, and he's just uh, he's a total champ. He'll just jump up on me and literally press up. He just wants connection, and he falls asleep within a second. How is he with other dogs? He's very playful. He's young. He needs. He's learned. We've watched him in just the last couple weeks get better and better. He gets. He's. He's learning. He's. He's learning. He wants to play. If there was another dog, he would want. He wants a play pal. Um. Yeah, I, I just love him. So. And he, you know, you get a dog, you, you get them, they settle in. They these dogs, the dog got thrown out of a car, so he's got a little bit of. He's got a little bit of, of triggers and stuff, and we've watched them fall away even with just a little bit of stability. This guy has just completely settled in and grown by leaps and bounds. So a pretty amazing uh, story for this guy. So mudscouts.org. Tell them that Tom sent you and you want Shaggy. So... I went to Las Vegas on Saturday. Julia and I went to Las Vegas to the Sphere. You say, what is the Sphere? It's the giant ball dropped in the middle of Las Vegas that is illuminated and has video screens and everything. From the outside and to the inside. And you too are doing a residency at the Sphere. Now you ask yourself about you too. Tom, are you a big U2 fan? Not particularly. I accept you two just fine. We all know you two. It's almost like you two find you. And you know about them, even if you're not seeking them out. I've had U2 albums in the past. They're playing, in its entirety, the album Octung Baby, which I think is, that's, that's the album I would say I like of theirs. So it kind of works out, in a way, that that's, that's where we're at. With you, with uh, with uh, that's the album that they're playing. They're playing the U2 album, Octung Baby, in its entirety, and they're playing other other things also. And look, I'm at the Sphere now. Look, it's like I'm, I'm ooh, I'm at the Sphere. Um, so, and also thank you to Wes and Andrew and Brett and all the work in terms of making. And Zoe and this stuff happen. That's that's the best show team. 
I defy you to find a better team than we have here on the best show from a technical standpoint, from a creative standpoint, from any standpoint, the best. I'm the weak link on the show now. That ain't true. I'm the weak link on the best show now. So anyway, you two, I remember in high school, was it high school? Some kid came up to me and was just like, he knew I liked music and he insisted that you two, their name was secretly communist propaganda. They're actually, that's what they're doing. They're spreading the message. It's communism. It's great how things change so much over time, isn't it? Everybody just likes to call, throw around that someone's a commie when they want to take care of them. They want to put you in your place, they just call you a commie. As far as I look, I can say one thing. Based on the prices of this thing, they ain't commies. Think they might like capitalism a fair amount, mind you. It's a th- it's a ticketed event. I posted a picture that I went. I posted a video showing that I went to the Sphere on Instagram, and I was greeted by a comment. We get it. You're rich. First of all. If this is rich, somebody barking, I'm barking up the wrong tree if this is rich. The prices on these tickets are within the range of affordability and they are. There's an article I read today. Ticket prices for the sphere are falling. I'm rich. And I look at the Instagram of the the chowder head who said I'm, who said your face, we get it, you're rich. What's this person collect? Coins. Collectible coins. I'm rich. You literally collect money. The person calling me rich collects money. Well, it's $900 for this coin. How dare you? Tell me. You're rich. You're money-obsessed rat. Tell me I'm upset. I'm rich. I I ain't rich. I buy coffee for these guys. Work on the best show every week. I'm going broke. Yeah. Who? Hey, who wants coffee? You can get me a sandwich also. I'd like spare ribs. The things they want through the throw-ins. I'm not going to name who said this. One of the people on the best show. I said, hey, does anybody want anything from Coffee Bean? One of the staff members said, I'll take a large hot coffee and please take my car in to get the brakes fixed. And I did it. I'm a people pleaser. It's what I do. And then when I brought the car back, you know what they said? You didn't get it washed. I guess the car wash was closed. 
can't win. Can't win here on the best show. Faye, we get it. You're rich. Like how I'm going to do this talk about the sphere and all I'm going to do is moan about this one stray comment on Instagram. Run out. Hey, that's it for the best show. No, don't gang up on the person. This is this is me just letting, taking care of it. We get it. You're rich. Meanwhile, check this is the dollar, this coin. If you want a nickel, it's uh, $75. So anyway, I like spectacle. I like spectacle just fine. I like larger than life things. I like video things. I like all the things. When you get to go to a thing and it's a special event, it's my favorite possible thing. The ABBA show, couldn't have loved it more that I saw in London last year. The ABBA hologram show, maybe the best thing I've ever seen. Love spectacle. And it just doesn't have to be some sort of video spectacle. Like when the Vampire Weekend were playing in New York City when their previous album came out, they did a show at the Ritz, I believe. Was it the Ritz? Where they played all day. They played like eight hours. And they had pizza there and bagels and coffee for everybody. Amazing. That was a spectacle that I couldn't have gotten, couldn't have loved more. I love doing, taking something and doing something special with it. That's all it is. It shows you care. You take the time. You do something special. You show people something they haven't seen before. I love it. And I think you can see that it, that, that is the attitude we have on the best show a lot. You see any of these other podcasts doing 24-hour shows? You don't. And if you do... They're just sitting and they're talking to a wall. They're not booking uh, guests top to bottom. They're not getting a tattoo when they do it. Spectacle. I love it. And look, of course, I said U2. Not one of my favorites. It's not like I'm loving U2 all the time. U2, an amazing band for what? Karaoke. You want to do a karaoke song? Check a U2 song out. Rock solid karaoke choice. Now, which car- which U2 karaoke would you do? Horseman, which U2 karaoke song would I do? Any guesses, Pat? Maybe. Um, hold on a second. Hold on. Okay. U2 karaoke. You're up there. Tom Sharpling. I'm going to go with... Um, what, uh, in the name of love, whatever, whatever it's called. No, I wouldn't do that one. Okay. Uh, something with uh, off that Human Fly album. You're getting closer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Uh, the Catorce one? Vertigo. No. Not one of my favorite U2 songs. When we were driving to the show... We were talking about, hey, what U2 song do you hope they do that we hear? And Julia and I both said, hey, you know what our two least favorite U2 songs are? Vertigo and Elevation. Hey, guess which two songs they played? Both of those. You know, Tom. What's that, Pat? 
I liked uh, Vertigo better when it was called uh, "You Keep Me Hanging On" by the Supremes. Look, see, this is this is why we have Pat on the show. Do you hear it? Let me think. How's it go? Hello, is hello. That, set me free. Why don't you know? Pat, there it is, right there. Yep. I hear it now. Almost ah. No, it's the Supremes. I hear it now, Pat. Get with it. I get get it. with it, Bono. Sounds like Pat's going to go file a lawsuit on behalf of Diana Ross. It it bothered me right when it came out. It mm-hmm. bothered me. Yeah. Jason, you two songs, what would I do? What would you do? In karaoke. Mike? Sunday, bloody Sunday. No. Even better than the real thing. No. Sweetest thing. One. No. Mike? There's Mike. Put Mike's got points on the board. One, one I would do. Would you do uh, "Beautiful Day"? No. But I still no no mysterious things. How about a deep cut, lady with the spinning head? You mean mysterious ways? Can you believe this guy? Mysterious things. <laughs> I mean, what's all mysterious ways? What's always mysterious hey, I just things? listened. What's I just listened things? to Octoon Baby for the first time a few what, months ago. What's all mysterious things? <laughs> Mike, can you believe this guy? Mysterious <laughs> Things is one of YouTube songs? Stuck in a moment. <laughs> and he worked you in a Jason, you just got station. another one of them. You've got to get yourself together. You got stuck in a moment. And now you can't get out of it. And I don't sing it like that. Don't say that. Later could be better. Now you're stuck in a moment. And you can't get out of it. I'll do that one. Saw them on, on that tour. Mike, I always forget the. You're close. I always forget the name of that album. That album is called "All That You Can't Leave Behind," which is a lyric from the main karaoke song I do by you two. Come on, guys! Someone get it. It's from that album. You can do it. Someone in the chat just got it. Did somebody say "Beautiful Day"? They did, and I don't know. Do I do song. "Beautiful Day." I did that really well. Yeah. Um, walk on. It's walk on. Yeah, that's my number one YouTube karaoke song. It's a good one. That's a really good. And that's a good if record, the man. darkness is to keep us apart. Notice how I pick a pen up to be the microphone when I have an actual microphone in front of me. What's that about? And if your glass heart should crack before the second you look back. Right? Come on, sing it with me. Oh, no. Come on, someone. Be strong. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I feel like I'm with the U2 amateur hour here. These guys don't know the songs. Is this mysterious things that you're singing? It's not mysterious things. No. I do think it's fascinating that I literally had the pen in my hand to convey that I was singing into a microphone when is in front of me. Sports beans, you say, eh? Zoe just gave me sports beans, quick energy sports beans, quick energy sports beans. Quick, but guess what? They also have extreme sports beans. Oh, 
What is that, trucker speed? I think it is. I think Zoe's just dealing trucker speed now, and she wants me to get hooked and then get you all hooked. I used to do a lot of trucker I'm, speed I'm back already in the day. Hooked. Hey, guys, go to the Patreon. We got a $100 yeah. level. Uh, you get uh, extreme sports beans. I always like the trucker, was... the trucker speed that had a picture of a trucker on the front of it with like the biggest eyes you've ever seen. Yeah, these pinned pupils. Yeah, um, I ain't putting the YouTube podcast down that those fellas do. Those guys are fine, but let me just say, the best shows where you get your music news you don't get it from no one else. Rant over. So. Yeah, Walk On is a big karaoke song for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but if it never had a home. Right, Mike? And you know it aches and your heart it breaks. Take it, Mike. You can only take so much. Walk on. And here it comes, you Mike. Like bad? You like bad? I like bad. Bad's a good song. Yeah. Have you guys ever considered that there is um well, Michael Jackson? There are people in that band. band people yeah. in that band with, with big names. Mm-hmm. Bono, mm-hmm. one word name, the singer, the front man. Yeah. Then you got yeah. this guy on guitar, the edge. Oh my gosh, he's yeah. so mysterious. The edge. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, so who who's over there playing bass? Oh, that's just Larry. Like what? Oh, it's Larry Mullen Jr. Yeah. Yeah, but who who's on base? Ah, that's, that's Larry. Don't worry about it. Sports like, beans. What? What? God. Um, you're gonna lift that table. I could. I'm not going to. <laughs> These sports beans are giving me Popeye level oh, strength. Oh my god. But was Popeye just a psyop to get kids to eat spinach? This is the stuff you think of on sports beans, guys. Early psyop. <laughs> um. So anyway, horsemen think. You two, you kind of put them next to like they have hits. You like hits. You like this song. You like that song. Maybe you don't know a whole lot of the whole thing because the other things don't sound so hot when you check it out. That's how it's been for me. You put Weezer and U2 and the Association and Foghat all in the same column. Some good songs in there. But actually, Octung Baby is an album that I do uh, I, I like and appreciate. It's an album that they did when they were so serious at that point. What a bummer that was when they're just like, we're going to show you America. What? I'm in America. I'm good. No, you don't understand America. Yes, I do. Here's my album about Ireland. Because I've been there once. You wouldn't like that. So when they said they're doing Octung Baby and it's at the Sphere and you get all these images and stuff and it's this otherworldly experience... Yeah, I wanted to go. So I managed to get tickets because I'm rich. Rich. Doing everything wrong if I'm trying to be rich. 
Because Griffin Newman's rich. The black, black, blank check money they make. Another rich guy coming in, Perry Shall. He's going to flash his cash all over the place. You got to give them credit, though. This is with you two. For a rock band, they do try things. They push it. They try different things. They threw out the the idea when they did that rattle and hum thing. And I saw that movie in the theater. Yikes. That was, that felt like homework. That was like a home, it was like homework rock. Teaching you about, oh, okay, B.B. King, you're going to teach us about B.B. King now. Great, okay. You two going to lecture me about B.B. King we're going to Sun Studios to record our new album. What? Okay. It's in Memphis. Thank you. More like rattle and ho-hum. Thank you. Ambient, ambient. So. Then they did this Octung Baby album where they were just like, hey, let's have fun and we'll laugh and we'll be... We'll, we'll do what we want to do. We want to have electronics in here. We want to have production stuff. We're going to go where we want to go with it. More power to you. You did it. You, you added all the life on to your band by doing that. You extended the life because you would have just ended up going down, down, down into a pompous town. But, yeah, so they did that. They try things. They did that Zoropa tour. Then they do this. They do that. They sometimes they fail. They do the Spider Man turn on off the dark. Spider Man turn off the dark, my friends. Spider Man turn off the dark. Raise your webs. Um. Rich. I'm not rich. What's the guy talking about? So, you give them credit. They try things. It's all you can do in life. Look, are they corny? Yes, they're corny. It's corny being a like this larger than life stuff is corny. You try to play that the the character of a of a of a front front person with like a messiah. Uh, stuff running through it. Yeah. Yeah, they're pompous. They're pretentious. They're corny. They're all of it. Whatever. This show, we get we get the, the, the couple tickets. We go to Las Vegas. Now, for people who don't know what Las Vegas is like, have you ever been to, imagine a town, no, imagine if you go to like a new gas station that has like a pretty sweet convenience store area and it's like, oh, they've got a subway in here and they've, they got a. Uh, thing like uh, you can you, they've got like the 
you know, the Slurpee machine and they got like a couple things like, like, oh, you can sit down and eat here. And then they got, uh, oh, they got churros over here. Imagine if that was a town, if a gas station convenience store was the size of a town. And except when you go in, the churro is $25. That's what kind of what Las Vegas is like. The Only the coolest people go there. I just want to head, say that at the top. Only the coolest people go. Oh, the crowd was horrible at this thing. It really felt like, what does this say? Uh, David Zaslav. Uh, uh, is there a David Zaslav lookalike contest going on here tonight? And did 30,000 people enter it? Also, when you're going, if you get a hotel room in Las Vegas, you go to the front desk. This is my advice. Don't go to the quick check-in or the quick. There's no quick check-in Las Vegas. Like, don't go to the automatic check-in. Go to the go to the desk, and you say to them at the desk, "Hey, do you have any uh, any bigger rooms available? Like, what would that be like if you had any bigger rooms?" And then they'll just go. Well, for like uh, $35, and again, this is not me being rich. They'll say, well, for $35, $40, we can bump you up to this size room, which is not a deal you were getting on the on uh, on Hotels.com or wherever you were booking your room. You just see what you can get. You see what you can get at the desk. Just a little trick of the trade. So then we go to the sphere. We walk in. And this place is bunkers. You go in. It is set up because it's a dome. You're in a giant dome. And you get in. We got in our seats. And the floor is general admission. And on the floor is a car where the DJ for the room is playing, and he's playing 30-second snippets of boom, 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 don't, don't you want me? You know I can't believe it when you say that you don't need me, don't. And so it's like boom, 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 When I'm with you, baby, I can't see myself, and I just can't get enough. And it's just like moving from like, Hit to hit, 30-second pops like that, and the crowd is having fun. The dome, the wall of, there's a simple stage at the front, just a drum set. And the dome behind it is like, oh, it's all panels, kind of like, it's all panels. Like, it's just like, it's like they built, like each, each thing for the sphere is a panel. DJ's playing, then lights go down. You two come out. They start playing the first, what's the song? Zoo Station off of the first song on the album. Then the panels, the quote unquote panels, start to crack open and the light starts flooding through the panel. Well, first of all, they come out and I'm like, just like it is behind me. I come out, I watch them come out. First thing I say, 
Bono looks, I thought it was Seth Green walked out for a second. Not exactly going to be playing Lurch in a movie anytime soon. Lurch. <laughs> he comes out. Looks like, like a little tiny guy. Very much like Seth Green. The Edge comes out. He looks like an undercover cop. He looks like the kind of cop that's like, would, would like crash cars and blow up a building and then get his badge taken away from him. And then like go work on the, he'd keep working on the case even though he was told not to. Like that's the kind of cop that Bono, that the Edge looks like. Who's the bass player? Larry or Adam? Which one's the bass player? I was wrong. It was it's Adam. Adam Larry's is the bass the drummer. Player. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Adam Clayton is the bass player. He looks like a not undercover cop. He just looks like a cop now. He was the party animal. Yeah. Well, now he looks like the guy that shuts down the party. Party cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now it looks like a guy shows up. It's like, a second noise complaint. We're shutting it down. That's what. That's the energy he's given off in terms of his appearance. But the edge looks like the cop who's just like, like, I'm solving this case, chief, no matter what you tell me. The beanie. And you didn't even get Larry Mullen Jr. Now Larry Mullen Jr. Is, I guess has back problems. In his, yeah. So. So the show starts. I'm just going to say this. The sphere is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It just is. Oh, I didn't mention this. Before the show, I'm walking in, and I see someone. I'm like, I know that guy. And he sees me. He's, I could see the same look on his face. So then we were talking like over by the merch table and the merch, by the way, is hideous. Every shirt is one shirt's uglier than the next. But I start talking to this guy and I'm like, I know, where do I know you from? And he goes, you hang out at the New Beverly a lot, don't you? The movie theater, New Beverly. I'm like, yes, that's where I know you from. And he goes, you want some candy? And I say, there's nothing in this candy, right? He goes, of course not. Come on, dude. What do you think I'm doing here? So I have a piece of candy. There was something in it. Let's just say I found out later in the show. That guy got me again. State lines now. Nevada and California. I'm going to get you. I'm going to send my cop buddies after you. The Edge and <laughs> Adam Clayton. I thought it was a mint. So they they're playing the show. And the the technology at this place is truly and utterly the most impressive thing I've ever seen in my life 
It is so high up. First of all, they make it look like there's a hole at the top of the dome. And you just assume, well, there's a hole up there. There's ways for light to come through, like a sunlight or something, a skylight. It's not there. They did that, and then they get you a little trickaroo on that. The lights are going up. There's one part when they're doing the song, The Fly. It's like, and all this slogans are going on the wall. Everything you know is wrong. Bing, bong. Art is the enemy of, taste is the enemy of art. Ba, 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 ba. And you're like, it's like sensory overload. Then it turns into like the matrix, kind of like letters and numbers. And it goes all the way up the wall, and then it forms a ceiling and starts coming down like you're going to get crushed by this descending ceiling. None of it's happening. It's all an illusion. It was the greatest. The greatest. I think, do we, yeah, like that. See? Look at that. It was spinning out. It was wild, and it goes all the way up and then comes down at you. Yeah, it was amazing. And every song had something like that. Even better than the real thing, which is a karaoke. That might be a future karaoke song. Even better than the real thing. Bono comes out. He starts going, "What? Uh, what city are we in? We're in Las Vegas. And then they start... This little bubbles with each each member of YouTube playing in it pop up, but then this enormous thing that is the length of the of the of the dome comes down a collage a like a living collage with every Las Vegas image, Elvis showgirls comes down and you cannot believe how the enormity of it. It was truly, you were being enveloped in it. I'm just going to say, the, don't, the, the sphere, you two are almost beside the point for this show. If you don't like you two, you'd kind of be okay with this. If you're okay with a rock accompaniment to the sphere, you'd be okay. You'd get by. And none of this stuff is going to sell it the way it is. It swallows you up. There's a part where Bono, a giant rope gets threaded up, 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 up. And then he goes, you know, I'm holding on to a balloon here. And you look and it's a freaking balloon up top. The real rope goes up to a, a, a digital balloon. And he starts walking around the stage with this freaking balloon yeah. Every song had something like that. You never saw anything like it. And then all of a sudden, they throw the freaking screen. And it's outside in Las Vegas. It's the same part of the strip. It's what you saw walking into the building that's behind the sphere, more or less, is actually there as if it's actually happening in front of you. The greatest video you've ever seen. It looks like you could touch it. The lights felt like it felt like dusk or early morning when when you're going from night to morning. Just, oh, yeah. It was. It's a really great time. 
Sure. Is there a part when, if the audience was voting to maybe not hear the second half of Octung Baby, they probably would have voted to hear some other stuff. So basically, they, they do other. They do half Octung Baby. They play some hits. They play the other half. Then they do more hits. Then you get back and you go gamble. But this is the thing. If this is the sphere, if this is what this is, who would do, imagine what other people would do with this. Imagine Pink Floyd, prime, I'm telling you, imagine animals era Pink Floyd at the frickin' sphere. 201-939-4444. 201-989-0012. Who would you want to see do this, Sphere? We already had uh, uh, Teve said he wanted Yola Tango. And we, can we bring in my, my friend Perry, please? Can Perry come in? Sure. Thing. I'm going to bring Perry in. He's a good guy. Perry's a good guy. Good guy. Good guy. I'm going to take a quick call, then we'll bring Perry in. Hello, Best Show. Hey, Tom. How's it going? Oh, no. Oh, no. Is this who I think it is? It's Wally Wackyman. Is this the real Wally Wackyman? I don't know what other one there would be. Walter. I'm worried that it's Walter. This is the real guy. I, right? I, I don't know what you speak. Good. Okay. I just want to make sure yeah, it's a yeah, real yeah. Wally Wacky, Wally's man. Not, Wally's not short for anything. I'm just Wally, and that's me. That's you, it. Okay. So your your given name is Wally. Like yep. the Like the robot. I mean, a different spelling, but sure. Pronounced the same way. Man, I'll never watch that movie again. I'll never watch any of those stupid Pixar movies again. Up. Can you imagine putting up yeah, on? Yeah, I think once is probably enough. Yeah. Let me tell you about a kid's movie. Hey, what's it about? Well, it's about an old man whose uh, wife passes away, and then he's uh, sad. Yeah. Let me gather the family around for this one. It's sick. Not enough pain in the world. You got to make kids cry already. Am I going to die? Hopefully somebody, hopefully somebody goes over their heads. It doesn't because they simplify it enough to freak kids out. Am I going to die, daddy? Now the parents go, no, 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 you're not. Now the parents tell them mixed messaging to try to get the kid to calm down. What's the comparison? Yes, you are going to die. Pixar. What happened to the good old days? You get a movie, looks like it was drawn on the back of a napkin. Right? Kids movies. These have Don Knotts in them. Right? Apple Dumpling Gang. What happened to the good old days? Apple Dumpling Gang. Now I hear stories. These parents, if they're not taking them to see up, they're taking them to see the Warriors. Oh, geez. What kind of person would do that? Ah, uh, you got me, Wally. So what can I do for you tonight, my friend? Well, first off, 
Um, I know it's a little early, but uh, uh, oh uh, no, oh no, no, Please. I'm not gonna sing. Don't I'm say not gonna it. sing. Just want to wish you a very happy early birthday, Tom. That's very sweet. A very early happy birthday. You know what I like the most about this, Wally? You undercut whatever surprise yeah, they're but- going to do for me out there by mentioning it first. <laughs> it's the best part of this well, I- episode is that Wally took, <laughs> he, he diluted the birthday surprise by saying that. Thank you, Wally. That's the greatest birthday <laughs> gift I can get. And I told them, just no well, hats. I, mean- I said no hats. I said no birthday hats. I don't want no birthday hat. Anything else I can do for you, Chief? Well, well, I, w- I wanted to know if you um, heard about the recent uh, news in uh, sort of my world. There was a bit of an incident between uh, two of your favorites on uh, morning television. You, you oh, yeah, I saw that with, uh, what's his face? Larry David. Uh choked uh uh elmo yeah yeah how about that huh? okay. i'll say three this and a half year old red red monster this is what i'm gonna say am i closer to larry david uh philosophically in this world than elmo yes i absolutely am is larry david someone who would i would consider a, a peer sure we're both the top of the pyramid when it comes to being great Was Larry David wrong in this? Yeah, calm down. Choke a puppet. What are you doing? <laughs> he, do- he was getting on my nerves. Yeah. The most annoying human was getting mad because a puppet was saying, if you got a problem, you you go to the police or whatever he was saying. What was he saying? <laughs> he, was, he was bothered by uh, encouraging good mental health. I think that's yeah. kryptonite, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? You know what his other kryptonite is scripts. This is other kryptonite oh episodes that uh, that end. They set a premise up and pay a premise off. That's his other kryptonite. Did you check out the first episode of the season? These H- I'm not watching that. These HBO shows, and just like that. Hey, what if we do a sitcom? But it's an hour and a half long. I don't like it, Wally. I don't like it. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. You know what's getting my nerves, Wally? This Gina Carano. Do you know Gina Carano, Wally? Oh, boy. Yeah, I just saw saw the latest about her. Gina Carano's uh, going to do a lawsuit now because she got kicked off the Mandalorian for saying uh, awful things online. You want to know what, uh, Gina Carano? You probably should have been kicked off the Mandalorian because you can't act. You probably shouldn't have been in the Mandalorian <laughs> in the first place. You, you, her, her, you know who her acting reminds me of? It's going to be deep cut for my my uh, comedy friends out there. Steve Roman from SCTV when John Candy would be like, Hi, I'm Steve Roman. And, I'm, and he would play like... In this movie, I play a Mexican judge. It's always like he always took on parts that were so far. He was like a bodybuilder who took on parts that were so far out of his his range. Um, Gina Carano is, is the second coming of Steve Roman. Nothing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that one. Okay, I guess because he was not made of felt. You didn't. You didn't check it out. <laughs> I know human right? people too. I know plenty of human entertainers, but that one uh, is not on my radar. The Mandalorian. She's going to act. She got outacted by a puppet. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Not hard to do. Real no offense, Wally. No offense, Wally. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I like it. I like this new version of Wally. Sedate. I thought of. Thought it got up in the same old one, but uh, I'll take the compliment. Some would say broken. Others might say soulless. I'm teasing you. Wally, I'm teasing. Wally, I'm teasing you. If we can't laugh. I know. I'm I'm going along with it. If we can't laugh, what do we got, Wally? All right, my friend. Good point. All right, my friend. Thank you so much. Enjoy your birthday oh, and I'd have like a great to look night. Look at this. Thank you, Wally. You're a, you're a true uh, you're a true gent. Bye bye. Now, so my recommendation: Do you want to? Who should play the dome? Two zero one nine eight nine zero zero one two. We'll see if anybody's got anything about the dome. Does the sphere? We also have in the studio a friend. This is a friend. Now, in this life, do I have friends? I don't. No one wants to know me. They run from me. I say, hello, can we talk? And they say, I'm catching a bus. And I say to them, we're inside. That's what I'm usually up against. I just called an Uber. Oh, you did? We're on a raft. In the ocean. But this is someone I would call friend. His name is Perry Shaw. He's from Pennsylvania. And he's a talented musician, a talented songwriter, a talented artist. And finally, he has come to Los Angeles to say hi. How are you, Perry? Pretty good. Thanks. Pretty good. Get Thanks. up on that, Mike. Honored, Get up on honored that to be here. Look at thank you so much. And now you Perry, came. You, you can, sorry, you're what's that? Now? I'm sorry. You can pull that mic closer to yourself. You don't have to like crouch over like that. Sorry. Okay. Like that. Sure. Thank you. Was that Andrew? Who said that? That was Andrew. A Philly. F- nice to meet another Philly person. Same. Yeah. Now Andrew's and as waiting. Philly as it gets. You, you, if you cut him, uh, uh, cheese comes out. <laughs> Right? Is that true, Andrew? It is. And uh, Perry, if you could start to bother you again, if you wouldn't mind scooting <laughs> to your right just a little bit. Wow. Like that? Oh, so I'm on the side of the mic? Uh, yeah, we pull the mic with you if you don't mind. Like this? Pull the mic. Sure. Look at this. This is. Sure. You're going to hear my mustache on the mic. It's going to rub. You don't want to get too close. Okay. Look, we're good. We're good. So, anyway. Here he comes. Professional. professional. This, is, this is the Philly. The Philly professionals. You can't You can't go halfway oh, with Philly. Put, you move my chair. I'm good. I, I want to do what you need me to do. <laughs> I'm not good with you can't go. These Philly guys can't go halfway. <laughs> do they? That's why. Do they boo Santa Claus? No. They throw batteries at him. 
Is that true? Did that actually happen? You know, something like that. It's the thing is with Philly is like you don't want to correct the story because it's almost too good to yeah to to worry about if yeah. it's true or not. Yeah, it is true, but you know, yeah. <laughs> but look, I think we all got a good look at what Philly's all about when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and won. Yeah, that but, was like a steam. A, a the the valve was released at that and. The lower, it was like the purge all of a sudden. It's like, do I go in the bunker when they win or when they lose? Yeah. I got the time capsule. I got to stay in there until maybe a couple weeks when they clean all the grease off the mm-hmm. poles. They clean up. They don't yeah. clean the trash off the ground. They literally grease the poles so that these Philly people can't climb the poles to be wacky up on them. I was going to go see in concert in Philadelphia. And this is why I'm mad at Philly. Lana Del Rey was playing in Philadelphia on a Sunday during the playoffs across from the from the stadium. I didn't even know she was playing. But this was the years when they won the Super Bowl. Still, I would have liked to yeah. know. <laughs> but I was like, I ain't going nowhere near that. No. First of all, this is a situation I would have been in. A guy walking through that parking lot with New Jersey plates. And then going up to the window and saying, one for Lana Del Rey, please. And then I'm losing from every angle on that one. You, you, you like don't want to wear the color green around them. Yeah. If it's any time even close to uh, football season or whatever. Sure. Because people automatically are like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. you're one of us. I'm like, what? Well, kind of, but not one of no. that version. Of sure. Us. Now, here's the thing about Philly, Perry, and you can help me with this. What do they call the Eagles? They okay. They everybody acts like they say Eagles. No, no. The, the the nickname for the franchise is the Birds. The Birds. Right. Now here's a fun thing you might want to think about. Half of the teams are at Birds in football. <laughs> Falcon, Seahawk. It's like how many other? But right. <laughs> they have backups in case the Eagles lose. They go. Oh, I was talking about the yeah. other team. But it's just like. Well, the birds. I root for the birds. Oh, you We're like so the Seattle special. Seahawks? That's what I'm going to say next time somebody goes, I'm a big birds fan. I'm going to go, yeah, go Seahawks. Yeah, anybody I know who says go birds genuinely is to make fun of yeah. the people who say it. Mm-hmm. But it it makes me physically uncomfortable to call them that. It always has. It just, mm-hmm. it's, it sounds like something somebody who moved to Philly would make up y- yeah. and catch on. Yeah. I don't buy it. It sounds like some exactly. It sounds like somebody trying to make Philly look bad. Right, right. Like, like birds. Yeah, we love birds. Like it yeah. just sounds dumb. It's already yeah. dumbed down. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's football. Yeah, it's already dumbed <laughs> down. It's football. You ever go to a football game? The dumbest experience on earth. I don't think I've ever. I think that's the one sport in Philly I've never been to. Yeah, no, you know terrible. what? Terrible. Besides playing in marching mm-hmm. band in high school, mm-hmm. yeah, I've no, I've never no. gone to a football a game. Terrible experience. You go to a basketball game. It's like it's catered to the people in the building. It's like, the, hey everybody, what are you going? Like you go, you go to a football game. It's like, it's cold. You're freezing. Basketball is welcoming. Like it feels Basketball, welcoming. Yeah. Baseball is welcoming. They're all welcoming except yeah. football. They're just like, you animals are drunk. We're just going to treat you like the animals you are. You want to, 
you want a hot dog, go in that line right now. <laughs> but you ate in the parking lot already. We know you don't even want our food. You, you know the thing that I've noticed about Philly that I don't think exists in any other city, which is not a brag a bragging thing? People will take any kind of vehicle you could possibly imagine, buy green spray paint or any kind of paint, mm-hmm. completely paint uh, a school bus, uh, a regular car, mm-hmm. uh, RV, station wagon, I, any kind of car you could think of. They will paint them green and paint some Eagles thing all over it. And that's what they take to tailgate. Yeah. And I've seen so many Eagles themed vehicles uh my throughout my life that i i've gone to every i've gone to a million cities in this mm-hmm. country uh never seen it in any other city like that yeah it's now, bizarre philly's a weird city <laughs> look there's so many weird cities look i love philly it's a weird city though it's a weird city i miss it right now but I, but I've, I've been having an amazing time here i can throw something at you <laughs> if that'll make you feel at home uh someone come in and call perhaps. perry a name <laughs> <laughs> it, it, there's a word yeah. like a d yeah. and it ends in head yeah. i i'll feel yeah. i'll feel like a total restart can you. someone who doesn't who's <laughs> never seen perry please come in shove him and call him a name and then walk out like a shoulder he's, check he's homesick yeah yeah no it's neither here nor there you're in los angeles now you came out for the best show no, no I for the grammys yes for the grammys our own Perry Shaw nominated for a Grammy. And what was that you were nominated for? Uh, it's called Best Recording Package. So the specific release of an album, the way it was packaged and okay. designed and sure. all that. Yeah. And the album that you designed was? So it's for the band The Arcs, who mm-hmm. is uh, Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys. Mm-hmm. I work for him. I do all the artwork for his record label. And now mm-hmm. I do all the artwork for the Black Keys and a uh, bunch of other bands. But uh, this band was a side project of his with like his best friends. And they wanted to release these songs after one of the members passed away. So this is like a okay. tribute to him. Mm-hmm. And basically, I just kept designing the art and suggesting stuff that seemed fun or appropriate to okay. add to it. Also, mm-hmm. the album is called electrophonic chronic so i mm-hmm. had a lot of fun with that yeah and um we got to basically make a f- black light poster album with flocked you know ink and everything so it's fuzzy like a black light poster it's black light sensitive the record itself is half a picture disc the mm-hmm. other side is a zoetrope so it's animated when it spins and these are just ideas i was like very cool it would be cool to flock yeah. a record well, there it is right there people oh yeah put up a portion of the art. Yeah. There. So, so the artists who they used to work with on all their art contributed like a, basically a Sharpie drawing. Mm-hmm. And Dan said to me, uh, make this an album cover basically. Sure. Yeah. So we always kind of think like, well, black light colors are always good. Mm-hmm. And for my entire, if you want to call it a career of being an artist or whatever, I've wanted to make something that was flocked. I mm-hmm. wanted to make something fuzzy. Okay. And I just suggested it to him and they made it happen. And I just kept thinking of stuff that felt appropriate. I never thought it would be submitted for mm-hmm. a Grammy until they announced the nominees uh, on, you know, whatever live stream. Sure. Well, there's a picture of the screen. The art director. By the way, who's announcing? Uh, uh, 
Rufus Wainwright. Rufus Wainwright's <laughs> announcing, and you have right there on the screen recording package, Electrophonic Chronic, Perry Shall Art Director. So wildly amazing. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And who, unfortunately, you did not win. Yeah, that I, I did win, though, because is, this is mind-blowing. Sure. No, look, in the larger sense, you won. Sure. Well, you I literally. Graham. But who won? Uh, it's okay. Can they pull, can Brett pull the album cover up? It's, it's uh, x-rayed. It's just a piece of soap covered in pubes. And it says the band name. And they, look, it's yeah, the I'm best. Yeah, I'm going to throw up if I look at that. I've seen that album cover. It's the best piece of that, soap that with pubes on it barf. you could ever see. I then. looked at that record and I want to throw up. Do not put that on the screen or I'll <laughs> flip this table into the screen. That is, no offense, one of the worst album covers I've ever seen in my life. It makes me want to barf. I put that right next to the Royal Trucks toilet <laughs> cover, Sweet 16. Yeah. Can I tell you the the craziest part? We went to the televised ceremony right yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. They sat me next to the winners. Oh, that's. I looked over. I said, "I recognize that guy's hat." And then I go, yeah. "Oh, wait a second. Oh, yeah, that's the people who went on stage and gave the speech." Oh, uh, well, that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have. Uh... Somebody's telling me to ease up on the sports beans. You might be right. <laughs> um. You're right, though. In the larger sense, you got to come out here. You got to be a part of this. You got to experience things you probably never thought you'd get to experience. To go to a major award ceremony like that is unbelievably cool. Yeah. Now, who did you see at this? Who was like, because you're in this thing. This is the big night. You're there in the building. Who else was in the building that, so you, that you saw? The, the first, uh, the premiere, they call it the premiere ceremony. The, they used to call it the pre-telecast, I guess. Um, you know, they give out like 75 awards or something at the sure. one that we're part of. And the other one, maybe there's 12 okay. or something. And so at ours, I'm thinking like, we're going to see a ton of people and Metallica one. I'm a huge, I'm a huge Metallica fan. It's fine. I'm not trying to... I know. I know. Look, but they Perry, won. Perry. <laughs> no, I know. Tom. Yeah, I like understand. Look, I can say this. Metallica is probably going to do something at the freaking sphere. Oh yeah. I, that was on my list. I sure. would bet. Metallica is next up for the sphere. Well, now who's actually coming up next is Fish. Then Dead and Company are doing a thing there. So, yeah, this. Let's just say the sphere ain't going to be, uh, ain't going to be selling a lot of drinks at the sphere. That <laughs> the, the, the bar, the, the, the bartenders at the sphere are going to have an easy night of it because people are going to come in. They're going to be taken care of already. Yeah. Is there a. Nobody's going to be like, I'm at this fish show and I'm getting drunk. Right. Is anybody at a fish show ever talking like that? I'm getting drunk at this. Where's the vodka? Like nobody. I don't think I don't think that. Yeah. I can't imagine that being their thing ever. Yeah. No. Maybe college. And then they just started experimenting. Well, yeah, but then when you become an adult, then <laughs> yeah. you start to have control over things. Somebody's saying, deadheads drink. I said fish. <laughs> and you know that fish are different than the Grateful Dead, you jam band illiterate. Can I tell you my suggestion? Please. Uh, and, you know, it's not going to be the original lineup, but I would I would love to see the butthole surfers in the sphere. It would be amazing. That would be incredible. Yeah. 
I would like to see in the sphere. Who I, what I think would be amazing in the sphere. Um, hmm, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think. I want to see what other people. Wu-Tang? Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe not there. Oh, somebody wants to talk to Perry. <gasps> what? Maybe we got a call. Somebody wants to talk to Perry. Let's take a call here. Hello, best show. Hello, Tom. Hello, Perry. Oh, I know oh, this is, this is wow. Jason. First of all, Jason from Alabama, he's he's sad now. He's these are sad days for everyone from Alabama. Um they still are waiting to get cable TV and just another month. Hang in there. We're laying the wires, guys. Pretty soon Thank you're you. gonna have HBO. You're gonna get to check out VH one, MTV. <laughs> All of it. We're we're getting we're getting to Looking you. Looking forward to seeing those videos. Yeah, just Want wait. To see those music videos. Michael Jackson TV. has this one. It's called "Beat It," and then there's this other fella. I heard about who did one called, called "Eat It." Twenty minutes. Yeah, get ready. Oh no! Everyone in Alabama is sad because their God, their higher power, Saint Nick, little G, little G God, little G God. St. Nicholas Saban yeah. has <laughs> retired. The The coach of Alabama football program after winning how many titles? I can't even can't, can't even count that it. high. He retired. He is going to spend his uh, golden years. He just... Uh, he just bought a farm, a Diet Coke farm, and he's going to grow. He's going to grow cans of Diet well, Coke. Right. We're um we're gonna start a GoFundMe just to make sure that he's financially okay. Yeah, you really need to look after this guy. He's probably gonna be yeah. Or somebody should just get him like a like a a ledger so that he can just keep track of his finances correctly. Make sure he. He budgets out the month <laughs> properly and can doesn't like. Yeah, Nick, you're gonna need to uh, you need to cut back on the uh, the name brand products at the grocery store. There are other options for this no name brand of ketchup. Might have to you might have to get you, that instead of Heinz. You can get the store brand diet soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so my condolences to. Oh, it's all right. The late great, well, late. He's not dead. It, wait, I just got a report. Oh no, no I'm kidding. Um, oh no. <laughs> late breaking news. Uh, actually, that was false. Everyone, I'd like to apologize. The same oh. news team. We could probably do that. See if that Houston news team picks up on. Uh, <laughs> they play the Billy yeah, Joel exactly. song over yeah. the obituary. Yeah. Football legend Nick Saban the, yeah, passed they? away today, and <laughs> Billy Joel wrote a song in his honor, a new song called Goodbye, Coach Saban. <laughs> and it's just Andrew going, Goodbye, Coach Saban. <laughs> now, you. Uh, Do they have a tip line? Call their tip line. The tip line, yeah. Now, Jason, you called. Because you wanted to say hi to Perry Shaw. Yeah, this is the only way I have to communicate with him. Yeah. Oh my god! Is that's that's a, we your, talk all your the show. time. <laughs> I what, love this guy. Yeah. 
I had I did have one thing to say. Yeah. And so I I actually am in a little bit of I might need to go from me because I lost quite a bit of money gambling on the the Grammy. <laughs> me too, yeah, buddy. Me I put too. it all on shell. <laughs> well, you I got put it, it all on him. Well, you made a mistake, my friend. This is what you got to do. Follow this rule of thumb. When in doubt, yeah. pube it out. You always bet on the. <laughs> I hit. I am. I am rich now. That guy was right. You're we get it. You're, yeah, you're rich. Now. I hit. Yeah. I spent all the money in Vegas and I got it all back. <laughs> Sports betting. So that's the one thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing. The other thing is, is I just I had a couple ideas for who 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 should play the uh, the dome. Okay, who who should play it? Don't say the football well, team. I, I think it's somebody. No, no, not for a while. Mm-hmm. Not till we get another. You know, it comes in three. So we had Bear Bryant, we had Saban. There'll be some mutant. Yeah. Uh, you know, comes along in the future. Some yeah. football mutant that we need to come up with know. a name for that person. No, uh, right. Just go ahead. Coach Rock. Right? Probably just Coach Rock. <laughs> Rick Rock. Yeah. Coach Rick Rock. Rick, Coach Rick Rock. Yeah. My name is Coach Rick Rock. I run a tight ship. What is this? No school for these kids. <laughs> he's, he's an AI. Yeah, he's an AI. No, no school. No one's allowed to go to classes. You only play football. Wait, I wasn't supposed to say that out loud? And I'll be paying everyone. Whoops. Wait, I didn't say that at this microphone, did I? I expect all the boosters to get these kids cars. These kids need cars, new clothes. They need walking around money. Motorcycles, even. Who do you think should play the sphere, Jason? So I think it'd be cool if somebody understated, like a ukulele-based act, like an Ingrid Michelson or a uh, uh, Sugar Glass or like uh, Eddie Vedder doing his uh, mm-hmm. ukulele. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Because that, get... that really is an instrument of spectacle, Yeah, ukulele. It'd be great to see a, a ukulele 150 feet high. Um, <laughs> somebody in chat saying Radiohead would be Radiohead would be amazing in the sphere. And it's the kind of thing I'm trust oh, me. Yeah. Trust me. You see somebody who you who you're kinda okay. If they're not your least favorite band, the sphere's gonna you're gonna round them up by a couple uh notches easily. Just cause also the sound was insanely great. OCs. Can you imagine the OCs at the sphere? That'd be amazing. You know who I want to play the sphere? Jelly Roll. You know Jelly Roll? You know who that is? I saw him in person. Because then you know what you do? You get him in the sphere. Then we roll the sphere into the ocean. (laughs) Once we know he's in there, once it's confirmed he's in the sphere, we lock all the doors, and then we roll the sphere into the ocean. It's like dead-end drive-in. I... Don't get the whole thing with Jelly Roll. I don't understand that. I, I saw him in person. He uh, he dressed not appropriately for the Grammys, but he looked like he was being himself, and I thought... 
What um, was he dressed like? What would he have been appropriate? I think he for? had a T-shirt on, you know, a big uh-huh. T-shirt and sure. uh, maybe yeah. a Hawaiian shirt or something. I, I, I could be making that up, but yeah, it felt uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. Jelly Roll was uh, underdressed you know to it go watch funny. the Blue Angels uh, fly, right? <laughs> he was he was underdressed for a roller you know what's coaster. Funny, Tom? What's that, Jason? I had two friends at the Grammys. Yeah. Don't say Jelly Roll I had, was one of them. I had Perry. Perry, yeah. No, but but weirdly, weirdly, a friend of mine who used to do stand-up in Huntsville, who's one of the sweetest human beings I've ever known, is in Jelly Roll's entourage. Really? Really. Yeah. No, Not no banned? Yeah. Not banned? Like, the, like so just one of his people? He Yeah, he's like one of his people. Is anybody here? Is there another guest here by any chance? Can somebody let me know? I'm going to find out right now. Please find out. Um, well, anyway, Tom, I, l- I love you. Now, this is what I, I want to say. Perry. I think it's ironic that you said the guy yep. was sweet and he works for Jelly Roll because that's <laughs> a Jelly Roll is sweet. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that guy has what? He has that voice. How's his Jelly Roll's voice? It's kind of like that, like that very like. What's that voice like Jelly Roll has? It's very melodic, right? I don't, I, I've never, I, to be honest, I've I've heard like three bars, maybe. Mm. Good friend. Your friend works for Jelly Roll. Well, I, I, my <laughs> friend's not Jelly Roll. I'm not friends with yet. Jelly Roll yet. yet. Jelly Roll. <laughs> anyway, I love y'all. You know Love that. you too. I gotta listen to some Jelly Roll right now, just to get a reminder. <laughs> and we actually have someone who's also a big fan of Jelly. Playing with Jelly Roll <laughs> this summer. It's uh, let me see here. Let me let me see what he sounds like. Jellyfish. No, you see what my algorithm is like. <laughs> Pushing that Jellyfish album on. Me. I love Jellyfish. I would love to see Jellyfish get together and play the dome. Oh my god! Yeah. All right, here we go. Here's a little jelly roll. Son of a sinner. Sounds like it's from the Sons of Anarchy soundtrack. I never get lonely. I got these goals to keep me coming. Yeah, no, I'm good. That's. No. I never got a family. I could do that. Why don't I just fake that? I never got a thing to go. What? What? Let me see what one more song sounds like. I never got a one more. Let's see one more. Let's see if he's different. One, two, three. Well, that's some sound collage stuff right there, first of all. That's as high as he can. That will be in the sound collage. Yeah. (laughs) What comes after three? One, two, three. <laughs> okay, let's let's hear where this one's going. Somebody said Yeah, I can't do this is just Again, get him in the in the sphere. Roll it. Once he's that's the jelly roll now. 
<laughs> wow. Oh, Jason, thank you for the call, my friend. Oh my God, jelly roll with the sphere. Go bird. Bye bye. Oh my God. No, we have joined in the studio. Our friend Nick Thorburn is coming. But how are you, Nick? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Do you know Perry? This I Perry? do. Yes. Yeah. This is Perry very excited? Uh, the best show connected us. Yeah, it's we true. were friends through the show. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, that's yep. the now now Perry. What was it like? So you, who do you saw Jelly Roll there? Of course. Yes, but. I also saw Billy Joel perform his new song live for the first time in 30 years. This is what we I didn't did. hear that phrase a hundred times. What if we get this? In the sphere. Joel in the roll. Billy Joel. Jelly roll. Co-headlining. Can I tell you, they showed a video beforehand that was like the guy who got Billy Joel to... Uh, to get it out of, to get Billy Joel back out mm. of Billy Joel to write a Billy Great. Joel song. Yeah. And it's like, this guy's like, you know, I'm a big fan and I had a friend of a friend who knew mm. him and got in and wormed my way in and he really liked me and I eventually got to convince him. What if he wrote another song? So like, he already did that. He, he put out this new song. It's not impossible that Jelly Roll could also write a song with Billy Joel and maybe you yeah. could write that too. <laughs> we might we might be doing Billy uh, Jelly Roll songs next Billy week. Billy Roll. One, two, two three. One. Well, there's Billy Joel with. Uh, That's the he, guy who wrote it, Adrian Grenier. I was going to say Adrian Grenier from Entourage. From Entourage and Devoris Prada are very exciting. Billy Joel looks like he's Darth in, Vader. Yeah, he looks like he look, does look like Darth Vader after the helmet comes off. He's like, but oh, post spa. I love your son. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on there. His goatee shrinks every few years. I think he's got that head you could turn upside down and be like one of those uh, things you buy at, uh, at when you're driving around, like it, when you pull over at the at a rest stop and you get like a mag, like a woolly willy. Oh my. He's smiling. Wooly, Wooly, Wooly Billy. Billy. Oh, we gotta do. Is that the best show shirt? <laughs> a Wooly Billy. Well, let's talk about that. Okay. We want. We people, talk about that. We want people to want. It. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll make a one-off. But if myself. we do a Wooly Billy, wouldn't that be amazing? That's now. So you're at the Grammys. You see Jelly Roll. You see. You saw Billy Joel play the song. Who did you see? Did you go to like the the men's room and see anybody in there? I, I met Rob Trujillo at the first thing and I was like totally satisfied and I thought this next thing is going to be sure. crazy. And, and what was he wearing in it? Uh, was he, he wearing Anthony Davis jersey? What jersey was he wearing this time? He looked truly he Andrew Bynum. Awesome. I picture him with he like had... an Andrew Bynum jersey. <laughs> like weird. Um, right. Marshall Plumley. <laughs> Somehow it's also an infectious groups <laughs> jersey too. Somehow yeah, it's also it's a musical NBA jersey. Somehow. Right. He he had this like, sw uh, uh, what do you call it? velour or not velour like a velvety kind of looking jacket, mm -hmm. sure. maybe maroon or something. Mm -hmm. And it had these lightning bolts on the lapels. Okay, so I it like looks that. like if Ace freely dressed up but was not a, I, I love Ace Freely, but if sure. he wasn't a total slob, yeah, um, he looked awesome. He was super nice. He was hanging out with Thundercat in the lobby, okay. 
and I was just boom, taking it boom, all boom, in. Boom, boom, My boom. girlfriend Allie met <laughs> right, Kelly Osborne. <laughs> Isn't that Thundercat? <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> that's the most. No, that's doctored. There's a picture that is Darth Vader when they took the helmet off in the third movie, and then Billy Joel with a piano man harmonica rack, and they look the same. I can't. This actually, I feel sad. Now this is bumming me out. Down a punchy. Bit. Now, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I'm punching down at Billy, a billionaire. But then again, I'm rich. It also <laughs> weirdly looks like a neck brace. Like he can't move his neck yeah. from any it, yeah. to any other position. He's about to flip the piano. Over. That can't be real. Is that real? That is just both photos. Oh no! Great work. All right, spread that around. That should be on this in the sphere. 80 feet high. Piano Mandalorian. Perry, Does that work? <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> it's okay. No. Um, I understand. I've never seen anything like that. Now, Nick Thorburn. Yes, sir. Islands. Yes. I'm just going to say this for people. Album number nine. <clears throat> number nine, number nine. Number nine is out, which is called again. That's and that's why dolphins lost their legs. And that's why dolphins lost their amazing album. But I'm gonna say this: the show I saw you do it was the best show. It was the best islands show I've ever seen. The show you did at the Terragram a few months ago. Well, I stopped there. Maybe it was the best show. It might have been the best show. I'm still not counting. <laughs> I need to get to the finish line in my. Life before I can truly <laughs> declare it the best. Right. No, it seriously was amazing. Thank you. And your <clears throat> guitar playing. Hmm. This guy's got a secret thing. He's a secret shredder. Wow. You don't even know. Secret shredder. I've been a fan for a long time of this guy. Yeah. He's Very great. Super talent. You should be. Now, you have some exciting news today. Yeah. Uh I joined, I, uh, you know, partially inspired by you. A couple weeks ago, you were talking about <clears throat> you put your script online, um, punched in the nuts, yeah. and talked about how you weren't going to be precious with some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've had, I have, I write so many songs uh, and have written so many songs over the years. I thought, hey, these songs are just sitting here. And I'm writing songs all the time, and only a sliver of those are ever going to get released mm-hmm. under the name Islands or another <clears throat> sort of side project. So it's a matter of finding like a, a like a a platform or a home for 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 the volume of things you're making. Yeah, and so I decided to just do it and um, create a Patreon, which I started today. I launched it today with four songs. One of them being the best show theme in its full unabridged version. Uh, for any curious uh, people, but so that so that that's all there, and um, I'm going to release. You know, every Tuesday and every Thursday, I'm going to release a new song, mm-hmm. and some of those are going to be new, and and I've got lots of stuff in the vaults, uh, okay. and then lots of stuff I'm working on now. So I, I, it's really an exciting um, venture for me to okay. to have it sort of serve as this kind of main outlet. Now, what is the what is the name? What is the what is the Patreon under here? Uh, Patreon.com slash Nick from Islands. 
Yeah. There we go. Let's see. Okay. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Nick from Islands. This is yeah. amazing. So you are back. You are. You're using this the way Patreon's meant to be used. Right. Which as a it's a distribution model. Right. Direct. Yeah. Direct distribution, direct support of the artist. Yeah. And also a degree of of interaction with the artist, although people right. just be nice. People yeah. be, be nice. Don't just, yeah. hey Nick, what uh Right. Where can I get a Knife. Slurpee. <laughs> knife. <laughs> I'm gonna be in LA. Where can I get a knife? <laughs> like, I really need a knife. So we're talking here. There are two tiers. Left and right, left cheek, right cheek. When you hear this, some of this music. So for six sixty six. Yep. As an entry point. Yep. You get it all. You get all this music. Music twice weekly coming out. New songs, outtakes, sessions, demo, all this stuff. Weird stuff too. Like I recorded, uh, I found this footage. I found these old hard drives. I found this footage of a burglar entering my uh, apartment in Montreal. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in my bedroom with a video camera I'd, I'd taken out from film school, and I just heard this burglar walking in. Mm-hmm. And so I walked over and started filming him and talking to him. So stuff like that I might be able to throw up. It's kind of um, open – it's a little open. No, that's amazing. It's really fun. cool. You're gonna ha- you're gonna have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, too. because thanks. I can say the doing the best show Patreon. Yeah. has been so liberating in so many ways. You don't have to wait for permission for yeah. anything. You don't have to wait for a release schedule. Right. Oh, my putting to does this is this not this might be like more of a loose lo-fi kind right. of thing and exactly. it's like well it's not up to the stand quote unquote standards of what you would want to do on an album but it's meant to exist in the form it exists in. yeah exactly it's really fun it feels really fun it's yeah and it's not it's low pressure but it's it's just some of these things that I've made I think are good and may and they'll probably never find their way onto an album so this is a way to have them exist and um I don't know. It's very cool. I'm glad you're doing it. It's very exciting. And now I'm going to just do this. Watch this. What happened? What happened is. (laughs) What happened? Here it is. This is what happened, Nick. My phone just vibrated. Membership confirmed. What? That's nice. Thank you. No, seriously. Thank you. Well, you know what? It's really exciting, and it's just you're. I I am so excited with what you're because I know you were you are relentless in your productivity. I you really are. You draw. Yeah. You make things. Mm. You just music happens to be one of the mm. the avenues of you expressing yourself. But you you ex, you work very hard, and you're you are a font of creativity. So this is right. This is tailor made for you. It feels good. Yeah, thanks. Um, and I know you have a birthday coming up. Oh, I do. So I actually got you this. Um, oh. They left the price tag on $1. <laughs> this is it. $100. $100. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In rush. America <laughs> on six rubles a day. Yeah. Yakov Smirnoff's. I assume you already have it, but I thought and, you could have a backup copy. And I like how he has Russian Express. <laughs> Don't leave home. 
Because in America, American Express is don't leave home without it. In Russia, the uh, Russian Express says don't leave home. Oh my God! Yeah, there's some good like. This is when when this kind of this kind of stagey Photoshop stuff. Carrot Top is probably in the same pose on 20 different yeah. things. And that f- probably costs $10,000 to, to like that, get yeah. a wave, go to a wave pool. And Yeah. You know what it's, I mean? Let's see. Humor. Raucously funny. Newsweek. From Russia with laughs. People magazine. The, the comrade knows funny. Los Angeles Times. The Wall Street Journal says, America's first comedian from the real borscht belt. Oof. Here's a Yakov sampler. Russians don't surf. In the Soviet Union, hang 10 has a completely different meaning. Which means they're executing dissidents, is what that means. Political dissidents are being slaughtered publicly and their deaths are celebrated by the government. Is what they, so that's his joke. Thanksgiving is a great American holiday. I really miss parades without missiles, which Donald Trump wanted to have military parades in the United States and almost did. We we almost had parades demonstrating our military might. The first time I went to an American restaurant, they asked, how many are in your party? And I said, two million. So I guess that's the... What I don't know what is he is he a part of so clearly he's a dissident because there are many more than two million people as a part of the Soviet mm-hmm. the Communist Party. Yes, I guess. the communist like yeah. Russian comedians must be careful about what jokes they tell. If you say take my wife, please, when you get home, she's gone. <laughs> because they regularly kidnap again. It's just good stuff. They get kidnapped, it's just... tortured, and vanished. <laughs> So you might find your spouse has been murdered by the government for beliefs contrary to the people in power. Thank you for this. <clears throat> I have a lot of questionable taste in uh, that era of comedy. And mm-hmm. I I got I do have a Yakov VHS tape somewhere, but I, I can't I can't. I, it's mm-hmm. it's hard. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little challenging. He is a best show guest, so I should show. <laughs> right. He actually, we did get him to call, and here we go. Let's get it over with. Yeah, okay. Yeah, smash this in your face. Look at that. What's that from House of Pines? That might be the greatest thing I've ever done. I flick the thing with a. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brett. I'll, I'll, I'll box it up for you. You box it up. Like the one you, the other one you boxed up? You and Amy at a pie party? Ugh, box. Yeah, thank you. No, seriously, thank you so much. That was very sweet. And that also was the crowning achievement of my own life, flicking that thing. And <laughs> it impressive. actually went out. I've never done that before. I didn't know. I didn't know if I was going to burn myself. But uh, It was like a Kreskin trick or something. Yeah. <laughs> So, I saw video of you, Perry, when you were 
being filmed when the nominations were happening. I've, I, I just I'm about say, to go right back into in that mode. In all honesty, Perry, I shut it off halfway through. I never saw anybody, this is what you did. And I'm not making fun of you. I'm no, no, you, please. Just like, and the nominees are, you're like, like you were, you were in hell, right? The idea that I would, okay, first of all, the idea that I have to go say mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is... I while I of course I would be thank I'm thankful for every part of this that has happened. Mm-hmm. It was so nauseating to think mm-hmm. about that um every time leading up to the Grammy, someone was like, You're gonna win. And I was like, I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. Mm-hmm. And I did hope I did, but it was so scary. Sure. And when they put my name on the screen, uh, or they started putting the names on yeah. the screen. I was sinking into my chair. My I yeah. felt like I turned white, even <laughs> oh. though I was probably completely red or something. Uh-huh. I just felt like, like, like when somebody tells you somebody in your family just died, and you're just your your heart just sinks. Mm-hmm. I felt like that, but it was for a complete opposite yeah, for reason. A positive moment. <laughs> there are people yeah. watching you going like, "Why am I not in that building?" And you're there, yeah. and you're saying like, "I would give anything to not be here right now." Yeah. Well, you know, I, I Gilbert used to always say that uh, the best night of stand-up for him would be that right before he went on, they came to him and they said, hey, there's been a fire. Everybody's safe. You're still going to get paid, but we can't have you perform tonight. And he gets to go home and not, be, you know, and I get the funniness of that, mm-hmm. but I completely get the realness yeah, of yeah, that, yeah. too. When you say Gilbert, Gilbert Gottfried was one of your great friends. Yeah, I I never felt comfortable thinking that. And his wife, who I talk to often, is constantly like, "You don't understand." He like got like he got me, and I mm-hmm. felt you know yeah. he was very special. Mm-hmm. Well, here he is, still yeah. Here he is, con- wondering why you collect T-shirts, and he's, he's roasting me like crazy t-shirts. while we pull out uh-huh. Night Court T-shirts from his collection uh-huh. that he has signed. In his own collection that yeah. he already had signed. We're looking, me and Scott Rogowski looking through stuff one day. Hmm. No, he really, um, he was so funny. I'm not going to tell the story again, but I had such a great experience doing his show. Uh, his podcast was one of the most fun experiences I've ever had doing a podcast. And he was just the funniest. So hearing you two sing Elton John yeah, together was, was just made, it was the best. Yeah, that he was a, he was a sweet guy. As weird as the day was long, but a sweet guy. But who's not weird? He was completely he's himself. I saw video of the always. weird guy at the at Grammys flipping out. I saw me at the, the getting into a, a thing at the Sphere where everybody's weird. Perry, yeah, Only of course, Nick's not weird. Just different kinds, you know. <laughs> Except for Nick, yeah. So. The T-shirt club. You're going to do the first design for our best show T-shirts that we're going to do through the Patreon. It's very exciting. Uh, and I wouldn't want anybody else doing it first other than Perry Shaw. Thank uh, I'm Unless com- you're available. Right. I was, like, I was like, I was like, then Perry's doing the second shirt. <laughs> me. Um, I have about 20 cool. ideas already. So amazing. I'm really well, excited. Do it. It's going to be amazing. And I'm so, mm. I'm so uh, excited that you're into it. And what... It's coming up for 2024 for you. What do you have? Well, I've been working on a new uh, record for oh, not art, my music part of mm-hmm. my brain. Um, and I got about 15 
songs written, which is like the most I've ever written for one record. And I'm going to go out to Appleton, Wisconsin and record it like I did the last one. And it'll be under a uh, wildflowers of America. It's like amazing. My- no, that's a, I think that's a, that's a, uh, that started as like, a, as like an, as like a side thing from hound, but it has become more of the, the thing now. Yeah. It was literally, uh, I always wanted to start this band, but I didn't know how to write the songs. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I bought a PV, an old PV tube amp from a friend Mm-hmm. For like 75 bucks. And I was like, oh, for 75 bucks, I'll check it out. And I plugged it in. I just wrote like a bunch of songs mm-hmm. and then put some people together with the band. And then we didn't do anything for like four years. Mm-hmm. It's like I should probably record those songs with a band that can really bring it home, the idea. And um, I went to Wisconsin with my friends, my friend Amos. He is in a couple bands. He has a studio out there called Crutch of Memory. He's in a band called Dusk that just put out an album called Glass Pastures that I think you would okay. really like, and they're amazing. And uh, so I go there with nothing but my bags of clothes and whatever I need and use all their instruments, show them my songs. They know what it needs. We re- we record it. I'm, I'm so pumped. No, it's very cool. So that's later this year. You'll have new music. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, it's. I, yeah, more stuff I can't talk about as far okay, as that goes. No. Nothing when you're ready, not that ready. it's a when big you're deal ready, at all. We're but ready. Yeah, I'm stoked mm-hmm. for it. And Nick, you have the Patreon, patreon.com slash Nick from Islands. Yeah. <clears throat> people people got to realize if they don't do it now, the, it's gonna, the door's going to close. The clo- yeah, we're not accepting new. Out back in. <laughs> you're going to be locked out until yeah. next year. Um, no, there's going to be lots of cool. There's stuff that I I couldn't really do in these other projects and mm-hmm. stuff. So it's it's really going to be. I'm really excited. Yes. I, th- I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And you're also doing a UK tour. Yes, I am. And we are announcing Ireland shows tomorrow. So All right. and they're going on sale Friday. So um, amazing. And that's April. What April. That? Yeah, mid April. Okay. So it's April. It's UK, and it's it's a, a, a unique lineup of of islands. Also, it's you and Adam. Yes, it's going to be the two. Very cool. Yeah, we're doing this more of a, a, a intimate kind of thing, I guess. No, it's so. it's going to be amazing. Adam yeah. is like. Adam is is such a talent in his own right. Yeah, that it's it's just he's it, also just the best uh, best hang ever. Mm-hmm. Just the the most um, delightful human. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a perfect and it's now be perfect NBA predictions for Nick Thorburn. I think the Raptors still have a chance. I really do. The Raptors, <laughs> they're in that. They're in that sweet spot where they're just like, place. we can't tank hard. It's they a can. bad draft year coming. Yeah, yeah, So they're yeah, yeah. probably doing the right thing. But it is like that nether world of you can't truly bottom out, but you're – It's terrible. It's, a, it's, it's futility to try to even get in the play-in. Yeah. I think it's about getting some of the guys, uh, the younger guys, just – Get the reps in. Get sure. Get Grady Dick comfortable on the court. You've got good. You know. There's like Scotty. Look, he's, Scotty's a star. He's he was named an All Star Reserve today. Amazing, and it's just that he should have been. And yeah, His, the team is in the toilet, so it's hard to be. You know, I think Trey Young was experiencing the same. It was thing, such, it was such a tricky thing though for the Raptors to win a title. Yeah, with. Kawhi being like rented, like he yeah. was not going to be long term. I, right. I wish he stayed, but yeah. he had intentions on 
going home is where he yeah, wanted he to go. Yeah, he made that clear. He was pretty clear about that, but he also showed up, won a title, mm. and then took care. Then he was he left, and he should be he forever yeah. honored. Yeah. I mean, is he? Well, Vince Carter would probably be the greatest Raptor of all time. People say Kyle Lowry, uh, uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, Vince Carter... The Groat, the greatest raptor of all the, the, Yeah, the Grot. <laughs> I feel like... Yeah, Vince Carter. Because Vince I Carter he made brought, the he franchise made legit yeah. in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Because it's very easy to remember that, to, to forget that it was the Vancouver Grizzlies and the Toronto Raptors at the same time. Big country. And you had big country Bryant Reeves. Yeah. And you had Damon Stottlemyre, mm-hmm. who was excited. He, he was exciting. But then the true excitement was a couple of years away yeah. with 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 uh, with Vince Carter that showed it's just like, oh, no, they were in the thick of it. And they were like going, like when they were going head to head with the Sixers in those, those playoff series, it was like mm. that was... That was validating for the franchise. So I would probably say Vince Carter, then maybe Kawhi, just for showing up, bringing the championship, and yeah. then saying thank you so much. So he yeah. gave it. He gave it everything for one full year. I mean, he was traded. It's like it's like that thing. It was like he yeah. honored the trade. A lot of people would. There are players who would not honor a trade like to that degree. I think Goran Dragic mm-hmm. uh, traded to Toronto a few years later to. Didn't honor the trade. But that's exactly it. There's players who are just like, no, yeah, buy me, somebody's got to buy me out, wave me and buy the contract. Yeah, yeah. I'm not playing here. I think this. Some a lot of restaurants in Toronto still have. They're probably peeling off, but the stickers that say Kawhi uh, dines for free. They were mm-hmm. really making a push to keep him in Toronto. That he would stay, as yeah. though he'd stay at like to eat uh, nachos at Sneaky D's or something. Hey, like hey, that hey, would keep them. Poutine then, every yeah. day for yeah. every meal. Him at Sneaky D's. Yeah, Sneaky D's. That's for people who wonder if Toronto has like that. The flavor of a scary dive bar. Yeah. That has very good nachos, though. They really do. Yeah. The Unicorns played one of our first shows in Toronto there. So Sneaky D's. Yeah. yeah. Toronto is the Chicago of Canada. People think it's New York, but it's Chicago. It is. I always thought it was more Midwest, the more Midwest version of things. Yeah. Because why do you want to be the New York of Canada? Yeah, you don't want to. Who's the New York of Canada? Montreal. Uh, Regina. Regina. Yeah. And what is Vancouver then? Vancouver is. It's. It's not. It's like. Um, what is Vancouver? It's the cleanest city in the world. It has the cleanest air in the world. Apparently. Okay. Is it the, what are we talking about? Por- Portland? It, it, yeah. It kind of mushes Portland and San Francisco. Yeah. Into one. Sure. Seattle. Then is it Seattle? Sausage. Is it yeah. the Seattle? Cause, yeah. Cause it's, Seattle's it's, kind of like Portland and San Francisco. Seattle and Vancouver are quite in proximity, mm-hmm. they're, they're quite close. And then you get those people walking through the woods. And they're... 
the woodwalkers. Crossing the boardwalk. Yeah. Boardwalk. The border. The, yes. Yeah. Uh, Sasquatch, we call those. The Sasquatch. Yeah. yeah. We're actually going up there to stop people from crossing the boardwalk. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> we're actually going to go to New Jersey and we're stopping people <laughs> from crossing the boardwalk. You and Bette Midler. We're going to Point Pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the New York Knicks, to answer your question, I think they got what it takes. Well, Nick, this is their year. From your lips to God's ears, I'm hoping they're experiencing a temporary recovery period while people are not entirely healthy, but they yeah. will be healthy at the correct time. And OG, your own OG Ananobi. <sighs> yeah, he's amazing. He is just the gift that keeps on giving and just the attitude. Yeah. He's just. He's perfect. He is perfect. And I do want to say, Golden State Warriors fans, eat it, eat it, <laughs> forever. A hundred years of pox <laughs> upon your heads. You got your glory. This is your hell right now. Yeah. You are in that. Nick is talking about this with the Raptors being mm -hmm. the twelfth seed. You're the twelfth mm -hmm. seed, uh, Warriors fans, and they're just like, I'm obsessed with this Reddit, the Warriors Reddit, where they're just like, they're like. We beat the Nets, and it's like uh, we, you know, uh, uh, Kaminga went. It's like you beat the Nets. They're the they're like beat some good teams, and then we'll talk. <laughs> and on that note, of course, Patreon.com slash Nick from Islands. Perry, how do we get in touch with you? Just search my name, Perry Shall. There's a bunch of junk about. Me, you could find easily. And you're gonna win next. Next year, you're gonna be back at the Grammys. Well, now I'm gonna think about it. I didn't know yeah. they were submitting me. This now you're time. gonna be like, why didn't I get nominated? <laughs> <laughs> like now it's now you got the bug. They set the bar too high. Look, this I will do. I will say this to the best show uh, producers here. But the only way I would ever do a 24 hour show again would be at the Sphere, and I'm gonna end on that note. It'll never happen. <laughs> James Dolan. Maybe with all his Knicks talk, he'll be like, yeah, let him in. As long as JD and the straight shot can oh play. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, we have, and I'm like, suddenly I'm play, acting like they're great. <laughs> like, that would be the they're true actually, The blues are, they actually have a handle on the blues. Guys, yeah. look, I teased him as much as anybody, but then I listened to it. They're pretty good. You know, that, that, that sad, <laughs> that sad thing when somebody's, you're watching them try to rationalize yeah. something for other purposes. They're not bad. No, for what it is, it's like blues, but it's like, but it's like updated blues, like but with like a rock feel. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. No, it's kind. It's not bad. JD and he's cool. He's. I talked to him. He's a good guy. This sounds like Neil Young is uh, is talking to about All JD. All right, we got JD in the straight shot. He's not bad. Not bad. I like his new record. Now it sounds like, uh, who's also sound like, I want to do the thing. <laughs> sounds like eight other people. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's say goodbye. We're going to play some music from the one and only. We'll listen to something from Sudan Archives, and we'll be back next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Tom. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. 
The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Burns. Segment producer, Michael Witz. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.